people want to go online and check out their friends. So why not build a website that offers that? Friends, pictures, profiles, whatever you can visit, browse around. Maybe it's someone you just met at a party. Eduardo, I'm not talking about a dating site. I'm talking about taking the entire social experience of college and putting it online. I'm Austin Johnson. I'm Connor Zagari. And this is Filmgasm. Today we continue our top 10 films of the 2010 series with my number four and Adam's number one, The Social Network. Adam, how does it feel to finally arrive at your number one, your favorite movie of the decade? Man, it, it's it's honestly mixed feelings because this has been such a fun project to do. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm like, man, this is like, this is weird. Like, this is kind of coming to an end. We've been doing this for the last few months. It's like something I kind of look forward to every weekend. It's like, oh, I'll catch up on these. Like, I'm generally watching a movie I really love, you know, like I have a reason to watch this like thing I really love. And then when it comes to this, it's like, oh, also visit some of Fincher's other work because it's like, I really love Fincher. So um, yeah, bittersweet. But it's really cool to kind of get to the first number one of the thing, right? So y'all have matching ones. So that's obviously next week. Um, yeah. It's really cool to get to the first number one of our of our three lists so yeah very exciting yeah number number one uh you know and i yeah whiplash is gonna be next week that's connor and i or number one we'll we'll do sort of a uh recap of kind of everything we've done here because yeah, it has spanned four months <laughs> it's been mm-hmm. it's been a it's been a jaunt to to, to say the least uh, but i've enjoyed every second of it you know i echo what you said you know you're just there's never been a week where i'm like ah i gotta watch sicario like you know yeah. like it's it's been it's been rewarding to rewatch them, talk about them, uh, put it all out there, kind of document our favorite movies from the 2010s. But Social Network is, is a special one, obviously. You know, I had it on my list um, at number four, and it, you know, any any given day it could be higher. You know, uh, to me, it's the decade defining movie of the 2010s. It, it, it has gotten better now because of how weird Facebook has gotten over the years. So. Everything's just kind of going for it. You got Fincher, you got Sorkin, you got a crazy cool cast, you got Short Reznor, Atticus Ross, all these amazing things. Everybody's batting a thousand percent, and it it just whips by. You know, when I was watching, I forgot. I, I always forget. It's essentially under two hours. <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. with the cre- with the credits, I think it's like one hundred and nineteen minutes, one hundred and twenty minutes, and it just goes by. And by the time you get to the end, you get to the the, the party scene where you know, the cocaine stuff happens and then then it just kind of like ends, you know, and you're just, that's it. Rashida Jones is like, yeah, you're trying too hard to be an asshole. And you're, you're just left with these kind of, you know, little tidbits at the end. You know, this is where Ed water is. This is where Mark is. This is where the Winklevoss, the Winklevi, uh, all those, all those things are told to you and then it's over, but you're like, I, I, I don't have any complaints, you know, everything is just perfect. So Connor, is this a movie you thought about for your top 10 or is it just kind of a, an outlier? It's an outlier because every time I watch this, I don't know why I always forget how great it is. Uh, when I was putting my list together, I didn't even think about the social network. But now that I watched it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I love Ready Player One, but did it des- should this have been there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, we, could, we could say that about I think next week, one of the things we want to do is kind of shout out some movies that we all feel like should have been there. And I think we all feel the same way about Moneyball. <laughs> uh, from from 2011 another another sorkin uh and bennett miller on that one and and i i think that's really interesting that like social network is a movie that you're like ah you know what 
but you know at, the, at that time at that specific yeah. time when we did the episode you 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 went with something else yeah i've uh, only but, i've only seen it like three times on this viewing i did realize weirdly this has almost the exact same ending as monty python and the holy grail <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> but uh yeah i think it's a great movie and uh i i probably should have reconsidered it yeah well there's the there's the main difference um you know, I, I'm 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 like an avid avid rewatcher of some things, and I know you are too, Connor. But this is like you said, this is you know you've seen this three times. I I don't even want to know how many times I've watched it, how many nights I've been inebriated and I put it on because it it has that opening eight to fifteen minutes that's just like oh my god, like like is this filmmaking at its finest? So uh, I I've seen it at least like at least fifty times, and uh, I, I probably more. I don't really want to know the number, but Adam, I know you. You, you try to save your favorites, like maybe watch them once a year. Is that how you feel about this one? Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I'm not as much of a rewatcher, uh, certainly as you are, Austin, but um, I don't even like really know exactly why that is. But but I, I just, I do like to savor things. I've always been like that. Like it, it bothers people sometimes in my life like crazy because it's like, I can be like, oh, I really love this thing. Like The Wire, right? For example, like we like we've we've discussed this Austin, how it's like I watch a season every like two years essentially, and it's saving I me. Can't, I can't imagine like stretch <laughs> to kind of get through it. But I love it's like I love this thing. I know it's there. It's like a fine wine that I'm saving. I mean, I don't drink, so I don't really know what I'm exactly what I'm talking about. But it seems like that's what people do. Like, yeah, that's an analogy. Yeah. <laughs> it's like let's save it. Let's save it for like this like night that or this this, this moment that's like really like. Yeah, and so that, that's how I feel. That's how I feel with this movie. Um, but I have seen it a lot because I do watch it probably every year. So it's, it's been out for, you know, 13 years now. And there have been times where yeah. I watch it more often than that. Um, I have read the book, which I know we want to talk about a little bit about, that is based off of, I think I'm the only one of the three. That is, that yeah, is. The Accidental Billionaires. Yeah, I've read yeah. some of it, but not all of it. I, but mostly because the movie takes its liberties. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh yeah, I'll just I'll just, I'll just stick with that. <laughs> it's another <laughs> creates, one of those. Creates like, characters for the movie so yes it's another one of those where i um i watched the movie realized it was based on a book and then went and read the book and where the book yeah. adds to your love of it then it does kind of take the movie take away from your love of the book so that's i think that's a better way that's to, fair to, to, to watch this stuff sometimes um now i've done that i've done that with uh gone girl and fight club like i watched the okay, movie cool. and then and went back and read the book yeah so i, I hear you yeah it's additive it adds detail rather than you know you're like, oh, what about this thing? What about this thing? You know, so, um, but no, it, it was my number one, and I didn't even have to think about it really. Um, like the second you talked about doing this project, it was like, this is gonna be my favorite movie of the decade. I think it's both my favorite. It might be the best, and it's also possibly the most important. Um, all kind of yeah. relevant. So, um, the That's... best is obviously you know debatable, but uh, but yeah, I I, I think it's like right right up there. It, it's like it'd be hard to deny this being one of the best. I definitely think it's my favorite. And again, I think it's possible it's like the most important or about the most important thing um, in kind of recent history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree that I, I do think it's the decade defining movie. I think it is the the one if you're going to if you're going to show someone one movie from the 2010s, that's like an American production. This is it. Like, this is the movie. Uh, again, like everybody's just like out of their mind, like good in it. Everybody brought their best stuff. And it's one of those like. Uh, like you and I saw in theaters together, Adam, and it was like it's like one of those things wh where it was super hyped up because of who was behind it, like what it's about, uh, all these things. Uh, has this ha has this not you know not absurd budget, but it has a real budget. It has real you know real stakes to it. And when you saw it, it like it it more than delivered. Uh, it made a ton of money. It got eight Oscar nominations, three wins. Should have been more, right? But 
it delivered it like it delivered and it still delivers 13 years later it's just to me it's better than when it came out because again because of that because of that like valuation that that facebook has and how much weird shit mark zuckerberg has just been a part of for the past 13 years well and not just mark zuckerberg but the people in the movie oh yeah eisenberg army hammer yeah yes Yes. army army fucking hammer i mean yeah the the trajectory of so many of these guys careers like i think eisenberg has kind of stayed in like He's done. He's done some cool stuff. Stuff, you know, one for me, one for you, type type thing. But like Garfield is like one of the most talented guys we have in the world, like right now. Uh, Rooney, Rooney Mara is one of the, one of the more talented women we have. So, I, I yeah, I love this movie to death. So I knew you would have it number one, Adam. Like I've never really questioned that. I would even say the, how much I know you. Like if Social Network's up here, like number one at the top, and Get Out's your number two. Get Out's like pretty far back. Yeah, is that? It, yeah. It, yeah, I didn't even. Think, I, I said I didn't even think about it. Like the second you guys asked me to do this project, I said I started with that. I looked at all my five star letter movies on Letterbox and said to figure out how many there were. I was like, well, I know Social Network's gonna be number one. The rest I can figure out later. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's how I feel. I, I'm sure Connor does too about Whiplash. Uh, it's like yeah, it's like hard to even articulate. We'll get to that next week. Uh, but we do have a very cool thing set up for for this. You know, we're getting down on the wire here. Last week we did the Paul Thomas Anderson Character Hall of Fame. Today, we want to do something really special, something we've never really done. Uh, this is the most kind of in-detail thing we've done as far as a draft goes. Uh, so we're going to do that here in a minute. I'll explain kind of the rules. Uh, then we'll do, you know, uh, our awards for, our award categories for um, uh, the Social Network, and that'll also be a draft format. Uh, so if you if you want to hear Social Network stuff, bear with us, because we got we got a Fincher. we got a Fincher draft to get to. Uh, this is a guy that all three of us are on board. Like, he is of the past 30 years, like one of the most important American filmmakers. He's, he's incredible. I mean, to me, I, I still like, I think social network is probably like his hat, like, you know, best, whatever, most important. I still think Zodiac is like my favorite movie that he's done. Uh, it's just so hard to argue with just the balls that that movie took to make uh, in 2007. So that's, that, that's been my favorite for a long time. It's going to be hard to top it. Obviously, you know, fight club seven, uh, the game panic room, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Gone Girl, Mank, like all these movies are so awesome. Uh, we're all huge fans. But what is, uh, Connor, I, w- I want to throw it to you because obviously Adam and I are huge social guys. What is to you the quintessential masterpiece Fincher movie? Before I answer that, I got to get this off my chest. On this viewing yeah. of the social network, I noticed there's a scene where Zuckerberg is wearing an arm and hammer. Arm and hammer. Put a yeah. chair or shirt. And I about lost my fucking mind. Um, yeah, it's when he's getting, it's when he's, when he's getting blasted by Wardo. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, anyway, okay. Quintessential Fincher. I'm I'm with you. It's Zodiac. Uh, that film is impossible. Yeah, you can't yeah. you can't make a movie about a, a serial killer that was never caught, but Fincher did it, and he made it scary, compelling, unforgettable, tense, and brilliant. And I, every time I watch it, I get freaked out. I keep thinking, like, somehow Zodiac's going to get me, even though he's probably dead. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed by how effective that movie is every time I watch it. I, yeah, no contest. Yeah, yeah. I watched, leading up to this episode, I watched Gone Girl, Fight Club, Zodiac, and Social Network. Uh, I hadn't seen Gone Girl in probably a couple years. I watched Zodiac, like, twice a year. It's just one of those, like... <laughs> I watched it like last November. I watched it then this past week. I'm going to watch it again probably in November. It's like my favorite November movie. I don't know why. It just feels right. 
you know, the, the weather mm. in Texas is like a little cold. I don't mm. know. I, I don't really know why. I think you guys might understand what I'm saying. But, I, I do. I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Zodiac just, yeah, it, it does that thing too. It's like two hours and 40 minutes. It's a long one. It is. But I, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care. I feel I like I'm like, I feel like I'm learning a lot. I feel like I'm watching some of the best stuff I've ever seen. Uh, one of the best movies from the 2000s for sure. And, and, and I do that thing because it does the, the episodic thing where it shows the date of like, okay, you know, August 10th, you know, 1969 or whatever, you know, July 4th, you know, the, uh, that, that initial shooting with the uh, hurdy gurdy man playing every time that happens. And like, say I like look down and grab something and I see the date. I'm like, Oh, let me, I like rewind it. Make sure I know what date it is. Even though it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I like pause it. I'm like, all right, all right. So it's October, 1971. <laughs> you know, like this is how many killings of I end up taking five hours to watch the motherfucker because I'm like rewinding. Oh wait, what? Oh, what did he say there? You know, it's one of those things where I'm I feel like so immersed into it, and I care yes. I care way more about what's happening on that TV than like anything in my life. <laughs> you know, like there, there could be like the Super Bowl could be going on. You know, the NBA Finals could be going on. As much as I love sports, I'm like yeah, yeah but like Zodiac's on. <laughs> like, I, I can't explain it. It's. Uh, it's one of the best. Uh, it's definitely like definitely my favorite Fincher. And Adam, you texted me, I think last night and you said, this might be my favorite movie ever. Yeah. 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 I, I genuinely think it is. I, it's like, I, I, if someone, ha- if you, it's, I don't like choosing like just one, I don't have like just one, but if someone like made me, that's like, Hey, this kind of explains your taste the most, mm. you know, like I would say, I would say that. Um, and yeah, I watched it last night and I was just like, man, I mean, I don't even want to like, almost like I'm afraid to even like talk a little bit about it. Cause like, I'll, I'll just want to just go about Zodiac. Forever. It's one of those. Yeah. So I better, I better not say a lot, but no, I think Austin, you're, you're spot on about the, the mood setting and Connor too, about like, you're almost like, yeah. Like, am I okay here? Like, am I okay? Am I like very like comfortable <laughs> house? You know what I mean? It's like, like, it's like, it's, it's really insane. And it's things that happened, you know, 50, 50 odd years ago. Um, it, it spans so much time. There's so many yeah. characters. There's so many, you know, it is, it's like, why is this so good? Like this has no business being this good. It doesn't yep. get, it doesn't wrap it up in a pretty bow it, it leads, it draws some conclusions. You know, I guess you could say, but like, not really. I mean, it, it's, the the score i think also your point about like you almost like want to take notes it's almost like you're trying to solve the mystery with robert graysmith the entire time you know what i mean 100 100 yeah you're 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 paul avery and then you're robert graysmith like yes yes like it yeah i can't explain Uh, we will it is brilliant like yeah yeah yeah. i'll i'll say uh, less than a year from now we're gonna do we're gonna do a big 2000s thing and zodiac will be on that and we will do like a massive episode for that movie yeah, um, yeah, 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 and yeah. that's probably that's probably the place where we'll do like a more in-depth Fincher thing because I know we all love him, but like uh, this draft, like this draft yeah, is we genius. Get we gotta get to uh, it. L- last week we talked about it. We were all like, "Man, what should we do?" Like for for social, like we don't want to do just a like flat episode, we, like on just social. We want to like like really do something fun here, you know? Like we're getting to the end of this project, so let's let's fucking blow it up. Uh, so you guys know the rules, but to explain to the listeners, we are doing a David Fincher directed movie draft by casting so it's, it's kind of complicated but but not really especially if you're a nerd like us where you just like picking actors that to be in a david fincher movie so the rules are you cannot pick anybody who's appeared in a david fincher film before uh obviously we're all we're, we're all we're all uh you know big fans if one of us does make a mistake and we're like hey man that guy was in this movie we'll call it out on each other um and 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 we'll we'll fix it because I got a big pool of motherfuckers here. I wrote down twenty five people, so like I'm good, I'm safe. I got I got plenty of people to choose from. Uh, but I, I think we're all gonna be good. I think we know our stuff. 
Uh, we, we each have seven slots. So what we're going to do is uh, I randomized it. Connor, you have the first pick. Adam, you have the second pick. I have the third. We'll do Snake, so I'll, I'll be on the turn. Once we pick our seven people, we know Fincher's the director. So we know, we know kind of like, all right, this is going to be kind of, you know, the tone of it. We know it's going to be a good movie. We are, we are all going, going to pick a screenwriter. And then we're going to do like a little mini pitch. We're going to each choose kind of like a, a setting, whatever, story. Uh, none of us know what our pitches are. So, nope. No, and nobody knows who we're picking. So, like, this is all live. This is, well, fuck it. We'll do it live. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is all, no one knows what's going on here. So, we each have our own pitch. Hell, we could have the same pitch. Who knows? Right? Uh, I, I'd be blown away if we, if y'all I've got a feeling, idea. yeah, I've got a feeling y'all do not have my pitch. Yeah, yeah same here, <laughs> which is good. We're trying to create three individual movies that David Fincher could potentially direct. Obviously, it's not going to happen. But we're, we're we're going for it. Uh, and by picking and a screenwriter, what? To be clear, to be clear, we can't you you can't have the same writer. So the writers are part of the draft, right? Yes. So I was thinking, if you guys want to do this, I don't know if you want to wait till the end to pick the writers, or should the writers be picked whenever? The end. The end. The end. Okay. Yeah. Which means mine's very contingent on getting a few people from my cast. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. All right. That's fair. Uh, wow. Well, that puts a little pressure on you there. It sure what, does. What I, what I tried to do was create a pitch to where if I just pick seven cool people, I'm good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know? mine's a little specific, so I'm, okay. I'm, I'm All worried. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys are ready, I'm fucking ready. Uh, yeah, let's do it. Y'all want to dive in? Let's do yeah. it. Connor, first pick on the clock. You have 30 seconds. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I do not need 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> so it may just be because I've been watching a lot of Breaking Bad lately, but I would like Ooh. Mr. Brian Cranston. Oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, I love that. Love that. I, didn't even uh, so, think about him. I like that. I like that. I, I, I did. See, Connor, I love that. This is one of the reasons I love you. Uh, Cranston, it would be really cool for like this this part of his career. Like, if a movie, oh, oh David Fincher, his new movie in 2024 starring Brian Cranston would re like revitalize his career. It's been 10 years since Breaking Bad ended. It'd be really cool if he did something badass like that and work with a really cool director. So, that's a great pick. You know, it's funny. I, I'm not all that worried about about Adam snaking some of my people, but Austin, I feel like at some point when we were both like five years old, we both tripped off a curb at the same time, and somehow <laughs> some like mental link was created that we're both unaware of, but feel it at all times. You're you, I'm worried about. Yeah, Cranston <laughs> is on the back end of my list, so you're right. <laughs> he's, he's on the back end of my pool. I, I, I was telling I was telling uh, Connor before we started recording. Uh, I was at work today taking a shit, and I just started bah, 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 just writing names down. Just like, you know, just I was just like, because I, I I had initially like ten people in mind. And I was like, I need more in case they get taken. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got I got paranoid like I'm fucking you know uh, Robert Graysmith, you know, running around running around the Bay Area. So Adam, you have the second pick. Okay, um, they we are doing only current like living like working actors right yeah 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 that's right good good point so we talked about this last week uh like it, it's got to be someone that's like working um okay because we, we were gonna do like oh you could choose humphrey bogart but it's like no, no no let's like make a realistic movie that way you can like pitch it the right way so you're picking someone who's like you you want them now okay okay daniel day lewis are we good with that uh, come back let's fucking go okay okay daniel yeah. day lewis is my, is my pick Jesus Christ. <laughs> he wasn't on my mind because yes, he is retired, but hey, if Fincher was like, buddy. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, you got him out of retirement. Fincher could do it. Yeah. Hey, Danny boy. Uh, what do you think about playing a killer? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that, that that that'd be excellent. Okay, so DDL uh, clearly was clearly it was was on your mind from last week, I guess. Uh, it was. It was. And bring him on over. Uh, okay, I'm excited to hear why why you picked him. All right, um, I get two picks in a row again. I'm just kind of gonna have some fun here. My first pick's definitely gonna be Lakeith Stanfield. Um, just I, I think the guy has tremendous talent, and I, I want to see him work with the people I love. So I'll go with Lakeith for my first pick. My second pick. Um, I'm going to go with who I think is probably the most talented woman on the planet right now. I'm going to go, um, Viola Davis. Ooh, interesting. Okay. So Viola and, and Lakeith are my first two picks. Adam, back to you whenever you're ready. Okay. Um, okay. There's one that I, I think I can save. There's one that I think I can't. Oh man. You, uh, never, you never know. You never know. Okay. Okay. I better, I better grab this guy now. Cause this is, this is key to my thing. Okay. Give me Colin Farrell. Oh. Yeah, he's on my he's on he's on mine. Yeah, he's on my list. Yeah. Give me Colin I, Farrell. Good pick. I didn't even think about Colin Farrell. I feel like he'd be great with Venture. Yeah, uh, or a fucking nightmare. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, it depends on maybe the, maybe when I'm getting Colin Farrell. Maybe that's the. Uh, I yeah, think, I think he I think he'd he'd do well. 2005 uh, Colin Farrell would have got kicked no, off the set. No, yeah, that, phone no, booth no. or Banshees. There's a difference. That would not <laughs> have gone well. Yeah. So no, yeah. Colin Farrell for me. Colin Farrell for me. You, you guys will I, see. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I love I love Colin Farrell. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's literally the third person I wrote on my list. So yeah, good pick. I was definitely going to take him. Uh, Connor, you have two in a row. Okay. Um, since I'm going to need a real sadistic bad guy, somebody who you believe would do the kind of shit that's going to happen in this story. Brian Cranston. I have a couple bad. <laughs> there's uh, a bad guy, and then there's a worse guy, and that guy is yes. Fines. Ooh. Okay, I had him on mine. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Okay, Ray Fines is a is a wonderful pick. You have another one, so uh, you, yeah. So you got Heisenberg and Voldemort in your team. All right. Yep. <laughs> and now I need Tammy Faye, Jessica Chastain. Ooh, I like that. How Jessica Chastain hasn't worked with with well, here's the reason is because Fincher just doesn't do as many movies as he used to. Yeah, I went through every cast of every film he did to make sure because I had I, I was like. It just makes sense. Like, why has she not worked with him? But she yeah. has. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I love Chastain's fantastic. That's a, you got a good three. Adam, who's your third person? Okay. Uh, when you said, yeah, one of the best, would you say Issa Viola Davis is the best living oh, yeah. actress? So this, I think this woman has a, a, a shot at that too. Um, um, and I was torn between her and another person, but I want to. Can I guess? Away. Yeah. Olivia Coleman. No, no, but that's oh. I, I thought about her. I thought long and hard about her. I, <laughs> I, I actually, Olivia Coleman. I, I wondered, like, I mean, she's unbelievably talented. So, but I, I, yeah, the fit. You'll see with with my pitch, the fit wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense. But I think this person makes a little bit more sense, especially after seeing Mayor of Easttown. So I'm gonna give me uh, give me Kate Winslet. Mm. Uh, uh, yeah, she's not. In, yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah, I was I just like, wait, alarm bells went off for me too for a second there, but yeah, you're right. I just, I just assumed Kate Winslet like two thousands like she had to be. So I thought about Kate Blanchett, but she obviously she was in. Benjamin yeah. yeah, yeah. It'd be cool if we could like not count Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just because, yeah, I'd be like, uh, yeah. Give, no, me, Kate give, Winslet, me, Kate give me, give me, give me Blanchett. Okay, Kate Winslet, that's a good. Okay, so Daniel Day Lewis, Colin Farrell, Kate Winslet, zero three. Yep. Connor, Connor's got Cranston, Ray Fines, and uh, Jessica Chastain. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um. 
Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys might be like, I feel like you guys are building an all-star cast, but I, I'm going to go, I'm going to start going kind of like, kind of minor people, like hierarchy. So give me Glenn Powell. Mm. Ooh. Interesting. Glenn Powell and Kiki Palmer. Oh, nice. Uh, Kiki the tone Palmer, of yours Powell. is going to be interesting. The tone of yours yeah. is, is different than other Fincher, I think. I need, I need, I need cool people just like in social network. Uh, that's what I'm going for. You'll you'll see. Um, so, Glenn Powell, Kiki Palmer off the list. Uh, Adam, back to you with your fourth. Okay. Um, I think I think I might be saving this guy, but I want to I want to make sure. Uh, has not been in like a million things yet. He's 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 a younger guy, but um, rose to prominence for me at least in um in a TV show. Uh, so give me Paul Mescal. I he's on my list. Good pick. Good yeah. pick. I was gonna take him next round, so good shit. Yeah, he's great. Uh, you, you, you got some uh, some people from across the pond there, don't you? Yes, yes, I do, and you'll <laughs> you'll see why. You'll see why. Uh, I love it. I, I love it. The difference uh, in nationality so far, so you'll see yeah. why here. Uh, Connor, hmm. what do you got? Two in a row. I have Chiwetel Ejiofor. Mm. Oh, love love that pick. Mm. Love that. I, I I don't have him down, but that is. Uh, He's excellent. This is awesome. I'm getting everybody I wanted. This never happens. <laughs> the pool is so fucking yeah. huge. I know, but it with is. you two, it's not. It's not that huge. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then give me Stephanie Shu. Oh, I like that pick a lot. All right, so you're going, you're going young there. I like that. There's a reason, Adam. Um. Oh. Way to go! Which way to go? Yeah, careful now. <laughs> Tread lightly. <laughs> okay, I need I need to make sure I get this woman, uh, an up and comer, one of my favorites. And again, you'll you'll see why here in a second. Give me Jesse Buckley. Ooh, oh, Jesse Buckley! Good choice. Very good choice. Jesse Buckley, superstar on the rise. Uh, yeah, yeah. Paul, Paul and Jesse, give me. Give me like a nasty romantic drama with those two. Give me, give me that. Give me a, give me something that's like three hours when I feel like I, you know, I feel like I want to like run through a wall afterwards. Uh, that'd be great. Um, okay, yeah, you got you guys are going nowhere near what I, what I was what, what I was doing. Uh, next up, I'm gonna go Benny Safty. Ah, oh, I like it. <laughs> Benny Safty, who has he's not he's familiar with working with the, you know the likes of a little little guy named Paul Thomas Anderson and uh, Christopher Nolan. And of course, his brother Josh working with Adam Sandler and Uncut Gems and Robert Padson. Good time. Love the guy. Uh, I want people that don't need to be on the screen too much. And Benny, Benny's good at that. Um, let's see. So I got two people left, but I have one pick now, one for the end. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with another guy who just knows movies. I've seen him do some stuff, but I think this would be like a career defining role for him. Give me Bill Hader. Oh, love it. Interesting. I like that. Uh, Adam, you got two more, but one pick right now, and then Connor's got his last two. Oh my goodness! Okay, um, I'm now at the point now where it's like I just I have I have a I have a group of five, and I'm only gonna get two of them, and I'm like devastated. I'm only gonna get two of these people because they all would be perfect in this movie, like absolutely perfect. Um, and they're a little bit more supporting than than the other person I'm I'm choosing between. Um, dang man, which of these two do I want the most? Uh, okay, give me Stephen Graham. 
Oh, fuck you. <laughs> that is so <laughs> sick. Yeah. Oh, Stephen Graham, where have you been, my friend? Stephen Graham. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Connor, have I, you I, seen? I, uh, have you seen the Damned United? Connor, I have not. I know about it. I have not watched that yet. Mm. Oh man, that would have be... you all seen Boiling Point? Yeah, no. yeah. Oh yeah, he's excellent in that. I watched that because of you guys, you and um, you and Colton. Foodgasm, shout out. Yeah, shout out to Foodgasm. Been some great stuff. Ratatouille's a hilarious episode. Waiting's a hilarious episode. Check those out. Uh, okay, Stephen Graham is an excellent pick. I love that. Uh, Connor, you have two left, and you're done. Okay. Do you have, you, you're getting your seven, aren't you? I'm getting my seven. No no worries, which is good, because I had no backups, so this worked out well. Um, you're, like, you're, like, you're like Jack White, uh, who plays with only one pick. Uh, and he's like, if I lose my pick, I just gotta fucking go with it. You know? Wait, you 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 only wrote down seven names. I did. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I wrote down twelve. I um I wrote down five, and then last night you guys were like, let's do seven, and I was like, okay. So I had to change it slightly for seven people. So these two guys are last minute additions, but I fit them in quite nicely. First off, give me Kieran Hines. Oh damn you! Okay. All right. Well, I, that's okay. That's okay. I got a good backup. Oh god, that's. I stole. That's great. The first yeah. real steal. <laughs> I had Ray Fines on mine too, but I, I wasn't probably going to go with him. So that 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 was fine. But no, no, Kieran Hines. That that was that was, yeah, that was one of my last shit. One, one of <laughs> that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good. That's a good pick. And then give me Ben Mendelsohn. Mm, mm. Nice. Oh, he'd be great in a Fincher movie. Yes, great in a Fincher movie. It, it, yeah, yeah. I mean. This is this is wonderful. I love your cast. I can't wait to hear what what what, what those people are doing. Uh, Adam, last pick. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I've got three. <laughs> I've got three to choose from here. I I've I've got to be able to say these names afterwards if I don't get them right. Like we got to at least give a shout out. Like, here's the other two people I would have put in this. I've well, yeah, I've got like still have like twenty. Uh, okay, well, I mean, I could come up with a lot more, but I have two specifically that I that I really do want. I'm kind of torn between Austin, your strategy of like being a little bit of a hierarchy and not getting just like tons and tons of stars or just like getting the guy that like, would just make this kind of perfect. Um, Go for it. Do it up. Yeah. Give me Cillian Murphy. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Beautiful. Uh, You guys uh, are like Connor. uh, Adam's budget. is going to get a kind of get dicey there. (laughs) Some of those my guys well, are mostly kind of cheap. You could you could afford my guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but like I'm not like crazy. I mean, it's I mean I mean you know DDL. You know I mean I'm sure is going to command. Colin Farrell is known known for one pretty penny. For no, Colin Farrell too. But like I think you know Stephen Graham is like I'll do it for pennies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You can give me a pint after, and we're good. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially when he sees the other people that are going to be in this, and then when he sees yeah. what about, he's going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I love love that to see DDL and 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 Murphy together would be would be a dream. Um, okay. All right. All right. Uh, my last pick. Um. Yeah. See, there's a lot of like obviously a lot of ways to go, but there's someone we always talk about. He gets brought up. He got brought up a bunch last week on our master episode. One of my favorite actors right now. That's Jesse Plemons. Yeah. Good one. Uh, Jesse Plemons, the dog. Yeah, I just think he could fit in any era any time could like act with anybody so also a guy who's like give me 10 minutes and uh, i got you you know he'll he'll just give me 10 15 minutes of screen time and and, and i'm good or you can give me the whole two hours you know one of those dudes uh all right so we all have our seven uh adam give me give me your your honorable mentions or your people you almost picked 
Uh, the two that I really wanted in this, well, well, well Siren Hines was one, but the other two I really wanted in this that like I just I just couldn't quite fit were uh, Mark Strong and Brendan Gleason. Ooh, yeah, Mark Strong, that's a good one. Uh, definitely, definitely a guy who's been on the mind lately. The the guy, you know, Con- Connor, the guy I I almost took a couple times that I think uh w- would have been cool. I think you would have liked is Jackie Earl Haley. Mm. Mm. Oh, I fucking love Jackie Earl Haley. I yeah. He's yeah. never gotten the credit he's he deserves for. No, not at all. Uh, I, I I was between him, Sterling K. Brown for sure, John Bernthal because he can do anything. Yeah, um, and he's worked with like so many amazing directors. Adam Driver, I thought about Paul Dano, uh, Olivia Coleman, uh, Ethan Hawke, Jamie Fox, uh, Vanessa Kirby, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe. I wrote down like yeah, Nicholas Holt. Tons of people that I think would be fun because I thought more of them would get taken by y'all, but y'all clearly had like a you know, streamline, y'all, y'all ready. So, all right, um, Connor, we'll let you start. You got Brian Cranston, Ray Fines, Jessica Chastain, Chiwetel. How do you say it? Elia Four? Chiwetel is easy. The last name's not. Uh, Stephanie Sue, uh, Kieran Hines, and Ben Mendelson. Is that correct? Yes. All right, give me a writer and explain explain what this movie is. First off, I am kind of amazed none of us picked Defoe. Yeah, Defoe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. Trust me, I, I thought about it. I wanted to go young, like a little younger, except for Viola. I wanted her to be the, like the veteran in the room. Okay. Well, my writer is a uh, most. He's a writer director who's accomplished quite a bit lately. Um, Matt Reeves. Mm. Oh, that's that's amazing. I love his vision for Batman, and I think that you apply that kind of noir crime thriller style with Fincher's direction and you've got something really special. So I love that for, for a few reasons because Matt Reeves fucking rules. He's made some of the best blockbusters of the past 10 years. Yeah. He also has an insane, insane knowledge of noir of like thrillers of the past and has a, I've, I've heard him speak about Fincher's movies and he has like a clear respect. So that's of course, like if you can get a guy who respects Fincher, but also can handle his bullshit, and you have a meeting of the you have a meeting of the minds, uh, and I, I I would hope it works out. So where where are we going? What's the setting? And okay. What's this movie going to be about? So this is going to take place um, probably some somewhere like New York, some a, a big city with a lot of various crime th- family factions with their own stake in what's happening here. Maybe uh maybe Gotham. Yeah, you could say Gotham. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not pitching a Batman movie. I promise. <laughs> Stephen Fincher's Batman. <laughs> so the that story, would be sick. It would be. Yeah, awesome. I was gonna say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you don't get you me could started. Take yeah. this stat, this cast here, and create a Batman movie. You could do that. Well, is 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 Matt Reeves the Batman so far from Seven? You know, like is it really? It's not. So. Yeah, you got Je- you got Jeffrey Wright, uh, you know, as the Morgan Freeman character. You got Batman as kind of like the Brad Pitt new guy coming in doing his thing, and you got like nasty, vicious stuff from Paul Dano as the Riddler. <laughs> kind of similar, yeah. Yeah, they would work. They clearly would work well together. So big city, or you do yeah. you have like a a decade in mind, an era, modern. Uh, actually, no, I could see this working better in like the in like the the eighties. Okay, eighties okay. or nineties, like maybe like. 89, 91, around that area. Mm. So Stephanie Shu is playing a uh, recovering addict slash prostitute who 
is being urged by the feds to roll on her former pimp played by Brian Cranston. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yes. Uh, This pimp was in with an Irish family and knows a lot about a certain gangster. And he is asking for, well, he wants, he's got a big mouth. He won't shut up about, you know, I'm untouchable because of what I know. And she is the weak link. So the feds played by she would tell for and Jessica Chastain. Yes. Yes. <laughs> have been brought in to find her, protect her and get her to roll on Cranston. Uh, however, the mob sees Cranston as a loose end. And so they hire a elusive, very dangerous killer played by Rafe Fines to hunt him down, kill him, kill Stephanie Shue, and if the feds get too close, kill them too. Just clean okay. anybody who knows anything about this. And what this is, is not here, because I I got to save something for for the yeah. producers here. Um, Kieran Hines plays the, the head of the Irish family, who is, uh, I'm thinking there's like a pregnancy involved with Stephanie Shue, some kind of thing. And uh, he hires Ben Mendelsohn to hunt down Ray Fines, mm. and he has to protect the feds and the and basically there's a cat and mouse game between Ben Mendelsohn and uh, Ray Fines with the feds and Stephanie Shue caught in the middle, and then this pimp who's causing all of this fucking strife. And it, of course, it ends with you know blood and disappointment and death and you know you never really know people and all that typical David Fincher stuff. Yeah. <laughs> no happy endings in Fincher's universe. It's just blood and oh, pain. Yeah. And, no. yeah. I, I I love it. I can see it. I, I, I love uh my favorite aspect is definitely Chiwetel and Jessica Chastain as, as feds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can I can I can see it like so so clearly, you know. Uh one one of them like Jessica Chastain's trying to quit smoking and he's like, you know, she's making fun of her for it. Uh, animal crackers, yeah. Animal crackers. I know. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that's excellent. I love that. I love that a lot. All right, so that's '80s big city, Connor's crime crime story. There, uh, I love Stephanie and Brian Cranston. I love. I would love to see them on screen together for sure. Cranston has a pimp. <laughs> is is excellent. Uh, I am the pimp who knocks. Oh, <laughs> uh, so so good. I love that. Good good shit, man. Uh, I love. I love. I love that. I'd love to see you uh, maybe put the pen to paper on that one. <laughs> maybe it's a cool story. I might, you know, I've I've been known to write. I may write that. <laughs> and 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 next time you run into Jessica Chastain, be like, hey, pass this on. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, good stuff. All right, all right, I, I like it. So your your writer is Matt Reeves, director Fincher. Okay, Adam, who's your writer? Where are we going? What's this about? Mark McDonough is my writer. Um, I had a feeling man, we were going. You guys. Direction. You guys went with like freaks, damn it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, once you saw my cast. Uh, so I, so you talk about Willem Dafoe, I thought about him, but I ended up having no Americans. It was all English, yeah. or Irish. English or Irish was my was what I was going for because my uh, my thing is going to be set in the late sixties and early seventies, England, Ireland, and Northern Ireland around Bloody Sunday, oh. um, and the conflict between the IRA, uh, the uh, uh, British Army, and uh, DDL will be part of the British Army, kind of a kind of a, a villain, uh, as you can say in this in this story. Um, Colin Farrell will be, 
I imagine some somewhat involved in the IRA. There'll be a Jesse Buckley kind of like a uh, young leader, a kind of an uprising group among kind of young Irish um, people and, and really either on the other side of the line. Haven't really decided yet either. Stephen Graham is just going to kind of be there to kind of just cause some havoc. Uh, uh, Cillian Murphy is going to be probably kind of like maybe like a co-lead with Colin Farrell or maybe like a differing opinion from Colin Farrell in the kind of Irish, um, mm. the troubles as they call it. Uh, so I just think this setting, this that seventies, I mean, he nails the seventies in, in San Francisco in Zodiac. So I think having Fincher kind of take on the seventies in, in Ireland and England, um, and Northern Ireland would be really, really cool. And Martin McDonough, obviously, um, he's an English writer, but has a bunch of, you know, obviously stories with set, you know, oh, uh, yeah. with Irish you know, cast or in Ireland and um, Irish ideas. So uh, I just, I don't know, like the more I thought about this, like it crystallized my mind. It's like, this could get greenlit like now. Like, it's like, this is, uh, this would be an absolute, just like home run. I think, I, I don't know how they could miss on this. So would be really, really cool. I mean, it'd be, it'd be dark, you know, obviously it would be, it'd be, it'd be, it'd be. Yeah. Pretty- but, but funny. Cause Martin, Martin's got that, that, that wit. Right. Right, right, and I think the, the the balance of the two would be would be really interesting. Um, I think there could be some funny moments, kind of within almost some some some, some gallows humor, as it were, uh, a line that that Cillian Murphy uses in, in Oppenheimer. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's that's uh, yeah, that's what I went with. And I, I I don't know, I just like the more I thought about it, crystallized. I just thought this would be absolutely perfect, and the cast lined up perfectly. The only guy that I wish I could have gotten is is Sierra Hines. That would have been a, a nice little uh, little addition. But I'm, I'm I'm happy that I ended up getting Stephen Graham, Jesse Buckley, some of the the, the the younger ones in there. So, so no, I think this would be really cool. So, so this is kind of a, a fictional, non-fictional, like set in a fictional time period era with our sorry, non-fiction, but with fictional characters. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Almost like composite characters. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're obviously kind of like social networks. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Some composite characters, probably, probably even more so than social networks. Like, I, I don't yeah. think I have any, like real names, things like that. Um, but no, I mean, I think, you know, for anyone who doesn't know what the Bloody Sunday conflict is, Google it. Um, I mean, I think it, it, it's, it's brutal. I mean, there's there's a, there's a obviously the great U2 song, you know, that came, came out of it. But uh, Sunday, song. yeah, yeah. But, it's a good but song. It, yeah, it's a good song. It is a great song. Yeah. But it, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a really complex, it's a really complex time in, in history in that part of the world. Um, and I think it'd be really, it, it's ripe for a really cool, like, almost like, yeah, kind of intense, you know, dark uh, telling of it is there is there is there is there uh so you're going like late 60s early 70s is there any time jumping or any uh map jumping or are you kind of staying in one place do you think i mean it, it would cover those three nations i mean i probably would, i'd probably stick in those three places and they probably covered like the whole little period so like i'd probably use like bloody sunday which happened in 1972 right in the middle so yeah kind of like, like, the crime. like okay 75 you know yeah kind of like a six or seven year, year window perfect um yeah and that'd be right in the middle of it perfect i love that no that's wonderful yeah, I like I like that idea a lot. Uh, yeah, Marty Mack, Marty Mack, and David Finch. Yeah, I'd like to see if they they'd work together well. I think it'd be really cool. Good good amount of good amount of uh, like dark humor, but also both guys who love their violence, so yeah, uh, could work out. Could work out really well. I certainly went a way different route. <laughs> uh, I, I'm taking a shot. I, I'm taking. Get, get, I want to give a writer a shot that like hasn't really done much. Uh, so I I, I want to hire Shaka King, writer director of Judas and the Black Messiah. Haven't really done much else. Um, kind of a guy who I think would, you know, be be a complete wild card with with Fincher, which I think is which which I think has worked out a lot in Fincher's career. Uh, things that are just kind of like uh, the perfect alignment, you know, like certain things happen in Fincher's career that are like, wow, that how did that work out? But it did. Um, you guys definitely went with some pretty pretty proven guys, guys that are have multiple 
awesome movie. So I'm definitely taking a risk here, and I'm taking a risk with my cast because some of them are not, uh, you know, uh, necessarily box office people. Uh, so Lakeith, Viola, Glenn Powell, uh, Kiki Palmer, Benny Safdie, Bill Hader, Jesse Plemons. Uh, I'm going to have all of them be uh, people who hang out at the Mayfair Club. The Mayfair Club is a, a game hall in New York City that closed down in 2000. Uh, the Chesterfield and Rounders is based off of the May, uh, Mayfair Club, so, uh, where a lot of people used to go to play poker. It closed down in 2000 because of, if you, if you know your New York history, uh, that bastard Rudy Giuliani started the Quality of Life campaign and shut down a lot of game halls all across New York City. So in 2000, it shut down abru- abruptly. I would like to make a movie about the last uh, few years of the Mayfair Club because it's a place I wish I could have gone to. I definitely read about it and, um, you know, I- I've heard that it's a one of a kind kind of kind of place. Uh, where there was literally like in a basement and you you didn't have dealers the players dealt themselves but it was like super high stakes super high quality players who would eventually go on to play uh go play world series of poker uh they had a ton of people kind of like go out of there and that's kind of like the idea behind rounders is that mike mcd is like the next thing right so like if there was a rounders two, it would show mike mcd like moving on to uh moving on to vegas uh but I, i think it's like a fascinating time in new york uh you know as far as politically, uh, it's usually fascinating in New York, no matter what. But I think specifically that time, I think Giuliani yep. is Giuliani is a fascinating guy to kind of have in your movie. Um, my cast would definitely be poker players or you know gamers. Uh, obviously, Lakeith, Lakeith and Viola would be kind of like my kind of like my main characters. Viola would be kind of like the the lady who like knows everybody, but also is like a is a is a big gamer and big schemer. Uh, Bill Hader would be the host. So when you go to the Mayfair Club. There's someone there who gives you your chips, shows you where the bar is, and that would be Bill Hader, the guy who's kind of like walking around, like, "Hey, I know everybody. This is my this is my fucking thing," you know. Uh, like so it. everybody else: Plemons, Safdie, Palmer, Powell, Davis, Stanfield. There would be a crucial scene where all of them are playing at the same table, and I I would like to think that Shaka King and Defensure would try to like branch out and show all their individual lives, Magnolia style or uh, shortcut style, where you're kind of like, "Oh, this is how all their lives kind of intertwine." Cause they all live in this giant city that's going through all these things. So, but the Mayfair club would be the hub. That'd be where the most of the movies at where the action's at nice and nice, long fucking tracking shots, similar to similar to Brad Pitt walking in the Lou's tavern with Tom Waits playing in the background. Lots of, lots of cool shit like that. Throw it back to, to like fun, like fight club style, David Fincher. Uh, that's what I'm going for. So not so much uh, like a, you know, uh, you know, murder mystery or, or whatever, like, like, I, you know, like Zodiac, but kind of like a, a combination of fight club and social network. You got the comedy, you got the kind of like young cast that you have in social network, but these guys, you know, these guys are some of my favorite people. So I, I, I'd be, I'd be obviously be lining up at the door, no matter who made a movie about the Mayfair club. But if we're a Fincher, I, I sure as hell will be, be there right away, right front and center. So uh, that's, that's what I went with. Guys. That sounds- I almost don't want to release this episode so these amazing pitches don't get snaked. Yeah, like, both tough. you guys came up with some fucking killer stories that I wanted to see. Damn, guys. <laughs> when y'all when y'all were talking about making pictures of, I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's well, I mean, let's do it, you know? Uh so this yeah, this is this is what we are all gearing up for the past couple of days for this episode. This has been this is this is why we do it. <laughs> I knew, of course, you would come up with like Rounders and Magnolia combined into the same yeah. movie <laughs> with some violence. Yeah, with some violence. Like Bill Hader gets the shit beat out of him one night. You know, Jesse Plemons is like, "Fuck you, bitch!" Yeah, <laughs> uh, hey, <man>. yeah, 
Yeah, I, I can see Plemons and Safty having kind of a rivalry where they're like, we're both kind of like the goofy guys that, that look kind of dopey, but like there can only be one of us, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but they're both there. And of course, Safty is like a New Yorker, like through and through. So I wanted him real bad. Glenn Powell at a poker table. Come on. Come on. <laughs> motor, motor mouth Glenn Powell. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's another thing, right? Is, uh, you know, one, one of the things that I would hope that gets like transferred over, especially when we're talking about social network that that just speed that like speed of light type uh screenplay that just boom 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 like they don't shut the hell up i would definitely want that from shaka king i'd want him to kind of bring that and you know shaka king uh juice the black messiah does such a good job of capturing new york in a specific time and place and i'm like do that again but 20 years later in a much different uh plot you know i think i, I would like to see him do more that movie fucking rules i i, I think i don't think people talk about it enough anymore it's like two years old it's already kind of kind everything of gone. that came out during that COVID window has pretty much just been forgotten. Yeah, it's so, sad. It's Whereas been like too if, associated if with the damn virus. And, and, and they all had those weird streaming service like releases. Like they didn't get to have like the rollout, you know, like I yeah. feel like Juice and Black Messiah is like wicked underrated. So yeah. I just wanted to bring a guy, bring a guy that not many people know about to my, to my thing. The, the other guy I thought about, which is funny that you mentioned Matt Reeves. I was going to think I was going to go with Peter Craig, who helped write the Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also wrote The Town. I, I I love Peter Craig, uh, and I, I would have loved to have had him, but he just got a little. He's got a few too many that I'm like, yeah, no. Like he wrote a couple of the Hunger Games movies. I'm like, yeah, never mind. You yeah, know, you don't want that uh, style thrown into your. No. Correct. I love I love the town, and I love to see kind of like a mixture of the town and and Fincher's take on something like that. That tone, that's kind of story, but yeah, not mocking Jay. <laughs> yeah. Well, speak, speaking of of uh, Judas of Black Messiah, I'm surprised nobody picked Daniel Kaluuya. I was giving y'all to him. Yeah. Because I picked him last time. I picked him and Mahershala Ali. I was like, oh, they'll take him. Like those guys yeah. rule. <laughs> well, Mahershala, I would have ruled out just just no Americans. But but no, but Kaluuya, yeah. yeah, but but yeah. Be kind of tough to fit like a black storyline. It's the era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the era. I mean, it's just yeah. Yeah, I was boxing with that a little bit. The one thing I did think about was like it would be cool to kind of get, I mean, he'd have to be, you know, on the kind of English side and maybe just kind of like a a you know side plot about like that you know everything that that kind of the black community was dealing with in England at the time I don't know like but that felt like maybe shoehorning in a little bit too much story yeah um, it makes me think I, of I, Empire I of Light which like tried to have its cake and eat it too yeah not can't good. do that it's, you got no, to come to one of those two stories right. yeah that's yeah. that's a good call so that's no he I put him down initially but then I was like ah it just doesn't quite fit this doesn't quite he fit. changes he changes your your whole course because he's like your best actor like <laughs> blue yeah. I mean, obviously you have Daniel Day-Lewis, but like as far as like right now, like hot, young, you know, like yeah. boom, like this guy's the he's on the rise. Can you imagine Kaluuya and Day-Lewis? Like, oh my god, yeah, insane, right? Yeah, I'd, I'd fucking yeah, I'd lose my goddamn mind. If Apparently, two if you want to grow up to be one of the most talented actors working in the business, you better make sure your mom named you Daniel. Yeah, and yeah, and you're from a certain part of the uh, part of the world. Lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Good shit. Uh, this is an absolute blast. Uh, we need to do more things like this as its own episode, right? I, I think. Well, I think this what, is like with what we talked about. That's coming. Yeah, I, I want to start doing more shit like this that's not based around like a movie, but just like a fun little exercise, and like that can be the episode we can get out of here. But we still have to talk about Social Network. We do. So, do you guys do you guys have anything else to say about about these casts, about, about the movies, or do you want to move on? I'm just very very proud of y'all for <laughs> go for get, like making that so exciting i'm uh, i'm i'm proud i'm proud of the 21 people we chose yeah like, no th- yeah these would be awesome movies they really would yeah 
I felt the same way about our about our our our, our heist movies. Uh, when we did the Definitely. when we did the supporting actor thing. Those were those were badass. We'll have to yeah, we'll have to do more more shit like this. It's a it's an absolute blast. But uh for now, let's take a little break and then we'll talk social network. Got to. All right, social network. Adam's number one, my number four. Written by Aaron Sorkin, obviously directed by David Fincher. That's why we just did that giant draft. Uh, based on the accidental billionaires by Ben Mesrick. Uh, $40 million budget, made $225 million at the box office. A big deal. That's great for a prestige drama. Uh, three wins at the 83rd Academy Awards on eight nominations. Uh, one for Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Original Score, and Best Film Editing. Lost Best Picture famously. Jesse Eisenberg lost Best Actor to uh, Colin Firth. Uh, that he was the only one up, up for uh, any of the performance categories. It, it, it's it's kind of one of those where you go back and you're like, damn, <laughs> it's just it's just so good. It's hard it's hard to kind of swallow that. That's why there's many people out there who think there's an argument that the Oscars should happen five years after the movies come out so they can breathe and become what they are. Mm-hmm. That'd be really hard to do. That'd be hard to do, and it's never going to happen. But I like that thought. Yeah, I, at that point, like. Most of those movies, people are not going to be talking about anymore, which is especially a now. Itself. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's a whole other episode. Yeah, it's one of the reasons Social Network is so special is because we still do talk about it. It still is so highly regarded. Thirteen years later, and you know, I don't think there's a ton of you know, like kind of world renowned. Like everyone agrees, this is a masterpiece. This is one of the best movies. The Social Network does have that going for it. There's not a lot of 2010s movies that have that like definitive masterpiece quality. What do you think, Adam? No, no, there's not. Um, and I, and I wonder if that's just the nature of how movies are both presented, received, and just, just because we have so many other things to kind of occupy. Yeah. And like, is it harder to kind of like have something be canon so quickly? Um, I think that's probably true. I think, I think it probably is. It is harder. Um, this one, this one almost like the, to me, the subject matter is part of what makes it so like, yeah, kind of iconic it's like hey let's tell this story in the moment so it was compared to all the president's men you know uh various yes. like outlets at the time and i think that's like a really good comparison it's like this story that is like this thing that happened like pretty recently that's like incredibly you know like important in like the nation's history and then in facebook's you know obviously in facebook's case the world's history um that is going to kind of like have legs even after this so I think that's part of the reason it is it, it will kind of stand the test of time forever. And it, it like it'll look back and it, it feels weirdly timeless. Like it feels like something that came out in 2007. Obviously, it had to, would have to be after Facebook, you know, so like 2006, I guess, like the earliest this could, this could possibly you know come out. Um, but like it, it could have come out in 2006 or 2029, you know, like it really does feel that way. Like it's like something that just like is like from the future almost. And, and it looks futuristic at times, but then it also, at times it looks very analog, you know, that's like the genius of it. Um, so no, it, I don't know if there are that many, just kind of like, you know, undisputed kind of like masterpieces in that decade. Um, I struggled to, to find some. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the reasons like this project has been fun. Cause we're not this 2010s thing. We're not trying to say like, these are the 10 masterpieces. We're saying these are our 10 favorites. Yet, social network is like the best of both worlds. Like it's right. It, it, All the president's men to me is is a great comparison because it's the same thing. It's like I think this is one of the best seventies movies, but I also have so much fun watching it. It is mm-hmm. so like easy to rewatch and so much fun. The music's so good. The performances are so good. The writing is so good. And like you said, it's relevant. You know, especially in nineteen seventy six. So yeah. Uh, 
and it continues to be relevant because that is still one of the craziest stories of the past 100 years in our country. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, the whole, uh, what's the line where he's like, we lived in farms, we lived in cities, and now we're going to live on the internet. Like, that's uh, more true now than it was 30 exactly. years ago. Like, like not even close. Like, the the whole, like, oh, yeah, it's evaluated at $25 billion. Now it's valued at like three hundred billion. <laughs> well, I know the, the line—the line where he where he says the Sean Parker character played played really well by Justin Timberlake. Um, he says he says uh, you know it's you know a million dollar company is not cool. You know it's cool a billion dollars, and that's supposed to like hit you really hard. But it's just like that number now is kind of just like eh, like yeah, <laughs> like this, that's not that big a deal. You know, like a billion. Yeah, dollars. that's that's like ground zero for a lot of like these yeah these companies like oh billion or well, whatever you know that's nothing yeah it's, that's cake. Uh, it's crazy. It's insane. Of course, we're going to like get into some more details as we do our uh, categories. Um, 7. 7.8 on IMDb. Fine, whatever. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Doesn't matter. Audience score of 87%. Whatever. 4.0 on Letterboxd. Also, I think is not right, but whatever. You know, that's why we're here to talk about it. You know, the, you know who cares what these people say? Uh, this is a movie we all, we all truly care about. So I'm very, very curious to hear kind of where y'all, y'all's heart lies within this movie. Um, Adam, I, you know, me and you have had plenty of conversations about this, but Connor, correct me if I'm wrong. We have never talked about this movie in depth on a podcast ever. We've skirted around it. We've teased it, but we've never lubed up and gone at it. So no, no, we yeah. have not. We also have never done the King's speech. We never did a, a best picture showdown. I've, I know I keep getting, I, I, I keep being like, reminded that i'm the guy who likes the king speech no i'm not saying that i'm saying when we do I, a best picture showdown we talk about all the 2010 movies true grit i know 127 hours uh, no when winter's bone uh, and I, know, I, want be, uh, I want to be clear about the king speech king speech is good it is it's good. good like it's, it, fine. It, it's fine yeah it, it's but it's just like this is like in the moment it was like really like that over that and that looks like way worse today than it does than it does then you know what i mean i 100 agree yeah. In the moment, yeah. I was actually like, I was like, yeah, of course. I was like, I was 15, but I was like, yeah, Social Network's sick. But also, like, we saw that in theaters with Dad, and I was like, that was a really good movie, and felt yeah. very Oscar-y. And yes. but but and it was like whatever, you know, like it felt like, oh uh, yeah, sure, like this is what they do, you know, like this is what the Oscars do. They're just gonna like give this like historical drama where like it's kind of sad, but also like inspiring, yeah. like yeah. neat. But now it looks dumb as shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like the social network is like, I mean, and not just the King's speech. Everything at that ceremony is like, yeah. uh, like, uh, as far Pale. as I'm concerned, it doesn't not even it doesn't even touch yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. King's speech one, uh, 127 hours, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, The Kids Are All Right, The Social Network, Toy Story Three, True Grit, Winter's Bone. First off, way too many goddamn movies in that category. Some of those are like really best. Pick. The kids are all right. <laughs> best picture right. nominee. Crazy. I like it. I, I, 127 hours. Like, yeah, that's for crazy. real. Like, Winter's Bone. Like, come on. Like, I, 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 for me, if I'm picking out of these, the only ones that are surefire: Social Network, Toy Story Three, and that's about that's about where my list ends. If I'm being honest with y'all, I'm with you. I'm with you. But at the time when the 2010 Oscars happened, I was not paying nearly enough attention to, to the cinematic landscape as I am now. I had only seen the King's speech, toy story three, true grit and inception. And I did not fucking remember inception. I liked, I was, I was pulling for toy story three. I was like, yeah, I, 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 I kind of was too deep down. Yeah. At the time, like I didn't give a shit about the Facebook movie. I didn't want to see that. I watched it a long time after that. And then like, 
thought it was amazing, but at the time I was like, I liked the King's speech because George the Sixth is inspirational. <laughs> exactly, I still, exactly. I still pull for Colin Firth for the for best actor. Ugh, I don't know, man. I I I, I don't I like Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg. Eisenberg. I don't like neither. Him. I, I like him. I mean, oh, like, obviously, like, period. Like, I don't think he's a good actor. I, I think he plays the same oh. fucking. Oh, no. Neurotic douchebag every single movie he's ever been in, even if he's playing Mark Zuckerberg. I'm sorry. I love him. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I definitely point to my three favorites are probably Adventureland, yeah. Social Network, and The Art of Self-Defense. Those are probably like my three favorite Eisenberg. All very different. All like awesome. I don't know what it is. I just like him. Like when I hear him talk, I'm like, this guy's cool as shit. Like he's like a sports guy, but also like super nerdy. Uh, knows his knows his movie history. I, I like him. I like the guy. If you played me a clip from every movie he's been in, and told me to identify the film, I don't know if I could do it immediately. If you played Zombieland and The Social Network next to each other, I don't know if I'd be able to tell who the mm. character is. I like Zombieland. I do I like too. Zombieland. Not for him. I like it for everybody else. <laughs> yeah, Zombieland's really good. Yeah, Adventureland is the is the one. Yeah, Adventureland and, and Social Network are the two that are like that stand out. You know, for me, for him. But yeah, I think we will get into him. You know, a little bit later, but yeah, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I just think it's like, yeah, you look, you listen to those movies, and you're like, man, one of these things is not like the other. Meaning, you know, social network is, is the one that stays like, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's supremely more. I don't know, just like meaningful. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm curious to say I didn't do any of this because I, I wanted to wait. You know, you guys are gonna do this on the podcast, obviously, but um, reading negative reviews, um, I didn't really do any of that. But I'm gonna bet the majority of them are just kind of like the Facebook movie, you know, that kind of like dumb. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, okay. Well, like you just don't. Yeah. Like, and then some some will be um they'll they'll quibble with, with the, the historical inaccuracies, which are which are totally fair. Um oh yeah, I yeah. They are they are plentiful in this. In this yeah, in they this straight system. up they straight up just make people up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm I'm cool with that. I like I don't really care. I'm not going to this to be like this is the exact this is the historical count. record. This is the historical yeah. record. I'm like, I'm going to watch Sorkin and Fincher like tear yes. tear tear through this mess. Yes. Yeah. Not exactly. Like, yeah. And, and like, I've seen a few good men. I know it's going to be like over the top and like exaggerated and very Hollywoody. Like, I know yeah. it's going to be like, like the Sean Parker uh, with Amy, that scene is like, I mean, that's literally just to introduce him. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that whole scene is built for her to be like, Sean Parker founded Napster. And yeah. he's like, I, I like that scene though. But, I think it's great. It's great yeah. movie making. It's it's like that movie magic. It's like dust. Yeah. It's like fairy dust. It's yeah. not how real people talk. Like no, no. you just slept well, on Sean Parker. <laughs> I wish <laughs> I wish life was as witty as a Sorkin screenplay. That'd be amazing. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Every well, like, conversation like, would be life changing. And and money Moneyball has many moments where it's like, all right, like baseball season is 162 games. Like not every moment is like, you hear that? That's what losing sounds like, you know. Yeah. Like I love that scene to death. Like when he fucking throw, you know, smashes the stereo. I'm just like, yeah, Brad Pitt, you know. Like, but like I'm like, that's not how. That's not how the GM isn't like going down there and being like, yeah, you listed up fuckers, like <laughs> you like losing, you know. It's not how. It's not remember the Titans, you know. Yeah. That's not how it works. But Sorkin is. That's what he does. Like More he dramatic. makes yeah. he makes like movie magic with his screenplays and social networks. No different. So I'm like okay with admitting that. I just think it with Fincher, like them two, because Sorkin was going to direct this, and I think it would have been a lot different movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But with with Fincher, it just works. Like it just works like like magic. So, um, you want to get into some categories? Talk about yeah. this thing. So, uh, first pick, Adam. 
you have the first pick and All right. what's what's great about that this this is the this is the, like the gods the the movie gods looking down upon us because if you have the first pick you have the last pick this is your number one movie i feel like that's 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 fitting yeah that's cool no poetic poetic justice uh connery yeah. of the second pick and i have the third uh so we'll do the same thing snake draft yep. adam pick whatever character you want but uh favorite quote favorite mu- music moment favorite performance or favorite scene whatever you want man where do i go um i mean i'm actually i'm actually be careful not- because wherever you go you're about to open up like a a, a huge door <laughs> Well, I'm I'm actually not stressed out about this draft at all because it's like I have so many options for every kind of mm. so it's like I don't really I actually don't really care that much. I mean, I care like I you know there's things I, I do kind of like want, um, but I, I I'll actually I'll actually go with performance, um, just because I think like we got to talk about this guy and I'll go with Andrew Garfield. Oh, damn it! Yeah. Well, you know Connor doesn't want Eisenberg, so I'm definitely going to get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, that, uh, did, that did inform my my pick just a, a little bit, you know, knowing that. But um, no, I mean, he's this is this is I believe the first thing I saw him in. Yeah, um, it's his coming out party. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't think I'd seen him anything before this. I had no idea that he was English. Um, that was just yeah. I mean, just no clue until until I like even up, he saw him in yeah Indian. even in the theater. You're like, you're like who's this uh like high schooler American guy? Yeah, I, and I, then you genuinely, yeah, no idea. And then yeah, like I, I think we saw this at Embassy Adam, and like I remember when we left, like you were very much like, yeah, that was sick, and I was like, that was that fun, because yeah. I was familiar with like Flight Club and maybe Seven at that point, but the Fincher like adoration hadn't started yet quite. But then Dragon Tattoo comes up the next year. After that, I was like, I'm I'm fucking in. Like yeah. if you can do Social and Dragon Tattoo back to back years, like, yeah, you got me. Yeah, and so yeah, so so Garfield, I think, is just is just this this perfect you know mixture of like sweet but like intense, and I mean, I mean, he has mm. some just like he has some some scenes in this movie that are just like whoa, man. I mean, just like this, I like I actually don't know if he's done a whole lot like that since then. I mean, he 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 uh, I, he he in real life, I think, is just unbelievably like caring, thoughtful guy. Oh, um, yeah. Like you listen to him him talk, and it's just like yeah, what a, what a, what a good dude. But um, but 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 he goes a couple of places in this movie that like he, he doesn't really go to in a lot of other stuff that he's been in since then. Um, and it makes you think like he was going to maybe have a career as like this kind of like almost this like yeah this kind of angry guy slash like I mean able able to kind of just like go all over the map. I mean he is super talented. He's had a very interesting career since since this movie. But um, I mean he kind of just like burst onto the scene. It's like one of those like rookie seasons like in 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 sports that are just like oh my god who is this guy? Like he's gonna be around for a long time. Uh, yeah yeah i i'm with you i i probably would have chosen him too with my first pick so especially knowing what connor said <laughs> uh I, yeah yeah garfield is the man edward saverin like what a character uh you look up this guy in real life and it, it it's one of those things where it's like yeah you know they don't look alike or whatever but it, I, I don't know it it's again it's one of those things where you're like hollywood sometimes knows what it's doing and they knew what they were doing uh, when they cast Andrew Garfield for this movie. He is yeah. he's, he's he's perfect. The real life Adora Savern is is actually an incredibly sharp business guy who is now worth yeah. a you know, crazy amount of, you know billion dollars. Is he Brazilian? Uh, is that right? He's Brazilian. Yeah, he's Brazilian. Yeah. Um, but he he also has done some pretty shady shit. So so he yeah he's he's kind of gotten an, he's had an interesting post Facebook career. He's a billionaire. Of course, he's no one gets a billion yeah. dollars playing the game correctly. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> He's also like a mega billionaire. I mean, yeah, it's it's yeah. So um, no, very interesting, very interesting guy. Uh, oh, dude, okay. Dude, he makes Go a ahead. joke in the movie. Andrew Garfield character, uh, Saverin character, played by Andrew Garfield, makes a joke in the movie about like 
it's not that I'm so attracted to Asian women, but Asian women are attracted to me. He actually in real life married an Asian woman. How about that? <laughs> uh, Christy, Brenda Song's character, made up. Completely yeah, to- fictional. Totally made up. Yep. Yep. Why? I don't know. Like, why is she there? I don't know. I mean, I love Brenda Song, but like, I, I don't know. It's like such a weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a nitpick. Yeah, it's yeah. a it's a weird plot line, but whatever. Like, I don't know. It, it really what it is is for that. Like, yeah, a lot of people have complained about Sorkin's like uh, uh, writing of women. It's it's that scene when they're at the Bill Gates thing and she's like Facebook me, you know, like that's like w- like why that character is there is like for that initial uh, initial thing. But I do want to say before we get any further, I know you you two are much more of trailer guys than I am. Is this the greatest trailer in existence? It po- it, yeah, it might possibly be with the with the the the, the acquire version of creep. Yeah, yeah. I wanna feel no. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm a creep. And it shows all the different Facebook profile pictures. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, brilliant, brilliant trailer. So, so th- I think they're, they're, at some point in that trailer, there's like the saying where it's like, uh, to make 500 million friends or whatever, you have to make a few enemies or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's this movie's like filled with like those little like taglines, like. Uh, yeah, uh, the one you the one you said about about Eduardo just kind of like reminded me of that. So I I just remember the trailer like in theaters. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I I hate this, but I love it. <laughs> you know, like like I I have to see this. Like I have to know what the hell this is. Like I, like Facebook. Like really? And then you know, sure enough, here we are. Um, great great trailer. Uh, Connor, you have the next pick. Well, uh. I'm going to go music because I'm pretty sure I'm safe for, for, for a performance. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, no. Ooh. Oh, no. Suspense is terrible. I hope it'll yeah, last. It's, ter- it's terrible, but it's also like, <laughs> oh, uh, I, it's so hard to talk about Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross without just like. There's so many choices. Yeah, there's so many choices. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Is I'm not even like stressed out about it because it's like. Okay, I am. I'm, sh- I'm stressed because it's like now I have to like confront my feelings about this. The greatest score <laughs> ever. Yeah. Like, well, uh, I yeah, I it's an amazing. Um, I went with the the row race where mm-hmm. the Winklevoss twins lose the row regatta. Yeah. Yeah. It's adequate. It's a uh, Ross dun, dun, and Redner doing dun, 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 all of the Mountain dun, dun, dun. King. And it's fucking perfect. It's the perfect representation of their just their insanity and their resentment and their just continual lack of focus on this because all they can think about is motherfucking Zuckerberg. Yeah. And it's just destroying them. And they're not, you know, they're not sympathetic at all. Like there's they're, you know, piece of shit Harvard douchebags who wanted to, you know, take over the world, but someone beat them to it. Uh, but in that moment, you like you learn, like you realize just how much this is affecting them. And I, I love their take on Hall of the Mountain King. It was so eerie uh, and creepy yeah. and just vicious. The so. ending, the ending too. that, like kind of where kind of like, yeah, I don't even know the right word to describe. You yeah. Talk about it, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah it, like kind of stretches it out. Yeah. 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 It's, no, and it's, it's so good. It's in time with the rowing. It's like so. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. you know. I, I, I'm rooting for Holland during that. I'm like, come on, Holland, come. Yeah, <laughs> Holland. Yeah, <laughs> do it for the Dutch. <laughs> and I also love the, the. I don't remember who. I think it's their dad who's like never apologized for losing a race like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's like a massive, massive scene. Because that's, scene. When they, that's when they decide like, let's freaking sue him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, whoops! Well, I broke a three hundred thirty-five year old doorknob. Yeah. It also <laughs> it also is is the scene where, yeah, we realize that they're they're willing to kind of go to war, and this thing has made it you know like semi global. Um, and also it's like a reminder. Fincher's like reminder to us that like, hey, like you know, I can do this like the character stuff too, but like I can also like really make you know do some filmmaking here. You know, like the the way that it's <laughs> yeah. And stylized, it's just like it's unbelievable. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's some of it's out of focus. The trees look fake. Like, yeah. Is this a video game? But then it goes close up. Yeah. I I I Fincher. Like, there's only one answer. It's David motherfucking Fincher. Man, my heart's like racing because I was like, am I gonna get what I want? Um in the whole yeah, in the whole Mountain King is a is an excellent pick. But yeah, you can't go wrong with with Reznor. Why I was so nervous is because my first pick is gonna be my favorite scene. Of a movie, it's the opening scene. So the reason I was nervous about it is because there are two. There's a needle drop and there's a score moment on 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 opening end, closing end of, of this. Um, and so you know, we're all fans of the White Stripes. When you hear bam bam bam, you're like, oh, this oh, movie biscuit is sugar. Yeah. Like this like this movie's about to start. Let's fucking go. And uh, that's my favorite scene of the movie is Rooney Jesse just like a clinic, an absolute clinic. Uh, that 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 scene is seven minutes long where they're talking back and forth. It's um, uh, it's it's eight pages of, of script. Ninety nine takes this took. Ninety nine. Nice. <laughs> Talk about like just break like br- exhausting the shit out of your actors, uh, breaking them down until you get the perfect thing. Uh, yeah, Connor, go ahead. I can see you want to say it's, something. I. It's it's crazy. It's exhausting. It's psychotic, but it is a great way to make them both super irritated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when she says it'll be because you're an asshole, she's like, "You like, I, I'm sorry, Jesse, but like, I'm I'm fucking tired of you right." It's now. Almost like she's looking right at the camera, like Fincher, yeah. asshole. It, <laughs> it, it's and it's the it's it's the conversation it's like yeah erica erica also correct me if i'm wrong adam is also a fictional character correct yes yes yeah so erica's made up to make this like more dramatized at the beginning to give him like a reason to like start doing this the face smash the hot or not you know the farm animal thing like it starts our movie um i whatever i'm like i don't really care like i think it's a brilliant scene uh i love the setting the uh scholarly what is it called the scholarly pub or whatever like the place they're drinking at uh the music is loud enough to be like, oh, they're actually inside of a bar, like a place, which is another thing I might be able to talk about later uh, in a later scene. Like you, you can feel them. You can feel like the the like claustrophobia. Like you can feel it settling in. You can feel like the the amount of beer they have left is like, oh, they actually drank it, but like they stopped drinking to like have this conversation they're having. Everything feels so like set up, but so real. Like it is proper movie making. Uh, yeah, Ball and Biscuit, excellent, excellent song. Um, I, I listened to it today like four times because I was like, I, I really hope I get it's to like talk. seven minutes, right? It's yeah, it's it yeah. matches it matches our yeah. dialogue like perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I I, th- I think that is the moment where like Connor t- to speak about Eisenberg, like who else can do that? I like I just don't I don't know, like he is so smarmy and so annoying in that opening scene. And neurotic, yeah. yeah. I have a hard time like like picking someone who's like they can like do the speed. So, so the reason like they kept doing it 99 times is Sorkin and Sorkin and Fincher, um, th- they basically were like, Hey, we like, it's 162 pages or something, 165 pages, the whole script. 
Uh, and they're like, we, we want to keep it like at two hours. So, so Fincher's like, well, how the fuck do I do that? And Sorkin's like, have them talk very, very fast. And so the opening scene is crucial because it's, you know, you're knocking out eight pages in your first scene and they would do it, they would do it. And they would take like uh, seven minutes and 45 seconds, seven minutes and 52 seconds. And so they would tell them do it, but do it faster. And they would, <laughs> one of the famous quotes, from, you know, I don't know if this is true, but on set Sorkin was like, if you think you're doing it fast enough, do it faster. Yeah, like, man. Like, oh my god! Like, that's so badass. That's some cold shit to say to two, to two young actors who are like just trying their trying their hearts out. Uh, we have we have the line of you know it'll be because you're an asshole. He leaves, and Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, they come onto the scene, and you're like, you know the dun dun dun, and he starts running through Harvard. Yeah. It's really, John's. I really, I think it's John Hopkins, right? John Hopkins, yeah, it is. That's yeah. where they that's where they filmed it. Uh, but it's Harvard, whatever. He's running to Kirkland. He's got his, you know, weird, like, hoodie, flip-flops. Like, you're already like, man, this guy's fucking weird. Like, isn't it cold? <laughs> you know, like, it's fall of 2003 in, in Boston. Like, aren't you cold? He's running through, and you have this, I mean, just, like, gorgeous, gorgeous song playing. Uh, that one's called A Familiar Taste, I believe. Um, it, it's 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 unreal. It's it's uncanny. I think that's what that one's called. I think it's Hardcover's Bruise, isn't it? You're right. Uh, a Familiar Taste is the the kind of intense one after in motion. You're right, Adam. Uh, yeah. Track four. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this this is like the opening. Yeah, hand covers bruise, and there's like the reprise later on when Andrew Garfield's doing the. What were they di- diluted down to? Uh, it's like a. It's just a great song. I listen to it all the time. It's one of those because it like starts off kind of soft, slow, and then it has that kind of like boom, like where now you feel like you're in a Fincher movie, right? You know, like the beginning, and it goes into that kind of like nasty, like droning, like boom, you know, like vibrating thing, and uh, from there, he goes to his room and starts becoming Mark Zuckerberg that we know. So I love that scene to death. To me, it's the best part of the movie, and I'm glad I got to choose it. <laughs> so that, okay, so, okay, so yeah, yeah, you went back, you basically paired those two. What do you mean? Song and scene. Uh, no, I'm going to pick another song. There's plenty of songs to choose from, but like, I'm glad I wanted to talk about Ball and Biscuit really bad. Okay, cause okay. Because it's part of my favorite scene. I thought you were so, picking uh, Ball and Biscuit. So, no, well, because that's my scene. What do you mean? Yeah, just the way you were talking about Ball and Biscuit made me think you were picking that as your music moment, and then no, and then, I'm. Yeah. I'll choose. I'll choose another music moment. I'll, I'll I'll do I'll do a needle drop because Adam, I want to open up like the rest of the the score to you for your pick. So, the club scene, the club yeah. scene between Sean Parker and and uh, Mark Zuckerberg, it's loud as fuck. Like it's like they're actually in a club, which is so annoying in other movies when it's like. Why is it quiet? Like, why are they able to hear every word? Like, Sean, uh, uh, Justin Timberlake is like yelling at him. That's good. She's she's a Victoria's Secret mom. You know, he's like screaming at him. Like, uh, you know, this is our time. You know, like all that stuff. Uh, the song that's playing, the song that's playing. I went back and I was like, man, what is the song? It's called "Sound of Violence" by Dennis DeLatte. It is a sick song. Another like eight minute banger that I listened to like three times today. And I was like, man, I want to pick this for my. For my music moment so I'm, I'm going with that you know i want to go with a little needle drop it's also i think one of the most impressive scenes of the movie like how long did that take to shoot you know like good lord like everything that's going on the music being as loud as it is all the people that are there uh the stuff that they're saying to each other it's just like such a brilliant scene between two dickhead entrepreneurs who are like yeah like we're about to fucking take over you know that whole that whole like attitude so uh i, I want to choose that and adam again when it comes back to you Whenever you want to choose your music moment, I want to open up the rest of the score to you. So, uh, Connor, you have next pick. 
this would be a well, 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 real quick. I mean, I mean, on that scene, I mean, I, I you know, I think that yeah, it, go ahead. It, it's so unique. Um, yeah, to like to it forces you to lean forward. You know, like, yes. Yes. Yeah, it forced you to be like, it forced you to be like, oh wait, wait, what are they saying? Like, I, this I is the like, moment yeah. in theaters where you're like, can I have subtitles? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I couldn't quite hear. And I bet you, I bet you, that's part of the people's complaints about it too. Is like, there's little things like that throughout the movie that are like just a little bit unconventional. That like, I could see people be like, ah, oh, like that that annoyed me, or you know, um, but it's like, ah, that's what that's what makes it cool. That's what makes keep it up, keep up, keep up. Yes, yeah. yes, you have to keep up. Like, I, I, I think that's why I relate to like the sork, the sorkin nature of this script so much is because I talk fast and I get I get criticized for it sometimes. Um, it, so when I find somebody that I can have the kind of pitter patter dialogue, like Austin, I think there's times where me, you and Jeremy are together where people are probably like, what in the hell are they talking about? Like, where there's yeah. just like just kind of like bang, 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 bang. Like you're jumping around from thing to thing. It's like, oh, I just, I lost you there. Like I got, and it's like, you didn't keep up. Like I, you know, or I'll make a joke. Sorry. Or like reference something two minutes ago, but like has something to do with now. It's like, and you just can't quite. <laughs> But when you meet with somebody who can kind of do it, you're like, oh, yes. Like, this is so <laughs> awesome. And they actually can do it together, right? The Rooney Mara. Yes. Just has my character. But he's so ridiculous and so, like, mean to her that, like, like unnecessarily mean to her that she's just like, fuck you, basically, you know? So um, both those scenes are, like, absolutely phenomenal. And and they're just, it's like, they're just, again, they're people in rooms talking, but they're kind of a unique room, you know? Like, people in rooms mm. talking is, like, kind of the best type of movie. Um, and the timing of everything in the in the club scene of like how it all plays out when the when the the waitress comes kind of drop him off the models get back right as he says like that's yep. why you she's a Victoria female and he, what, what does he ask me he's like is that a parable like he's like why, yeah. why, are, you telling me, why yeah. are you telling me this he said no my my you know it's like people don't talk like that but I don't care you know like I think that's what makes it like this exactly. dialogue like like he he didn't just like have that on hand to be like oh she looks so familiar it's like it's like that's just a brilliantly written scene you know in, yep. in, in dialogue so. Um, I said, yeah, I talked about that scene before we let it go because it's just perfect. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's brilliant. It's just like brilliant stuff. And yeah, Timberlake, like who knew? Who knew? I know for real. He's great. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew he had it in him? Uh, yeah, it's it's excellent stuff. Uh, yeah, Connor, if you have anything to say uh, or or not, you can take your pick. Uh, yeah, I love the. It's it's like uh, all the scenes with Sean Parker. It's like um. It reminds me of like any movie where like the devil's whispering in somebody's ear. Mm. It's yeah. that's who Sean Parker is. He sees this easily manipulative, neurotic, angry teenager who has stumbled onto something amazing that he can, you know, parasite his way onto. And yeah. he's just constantly, you know, he's like pulling him away from his, you know, his friend circle and, you know, poisoning the well with Eduardo, which didn't take a lot of work. But, yeah. uh, yeah, Sean Parker is portrayed in this movie as, you know, the devil on his shoulder, which is just a great idea. Yeah, kind of like Napster. Exactly like Napster. <laughs> He's so good. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> uh, so it just occurred to me, this would be a great moment to just take Jesse Eisenberg for performance just to hurt somebody, but I won't do that. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You di- you just diluted me down to point zero three percent. I know I could I could never do that to you. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna do, I'm gonna go ahead and take a scene. Uh, it's the scene. It's like the best scene in the movie when Eduardo finds out he's been screwed and confronts Zuckerberg. It's so good. You, you like even if you don't know anything about this story, you can feel that coming from the get go. You know it's gonna happen. And when it finally does happen, when Eduardo finally stands up for his part of this, it's so good when he just breaks the fucking laptop and just screams in their faces. It's like 
you're just thinking about fucking time. They've been doing nothing but cutting him out the whole time. And he's like just holding on to some like non-existent friendship that has never been reciprocated the entire movie. And finally he realizes it like, yeah, these fuckers used me and I'm coming after them. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it, it's why I, you know, that's the, that's Garfield's defining moment of the movie. It's why we all wanted him for performance. <laughs> it's, it's the defining moment of his career. Like when he gets to yell, Sorry, my prod is at the cleaners. Yes. <laughs> oh, it's my hoodie, my fuck you flip-flops, you pretentious <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> like it's it's the best, like most well-delivered line. And, and I, I I like that, but I also like when he's like, You better lawyer up, asshole. Like yeah. I'm not coming back for my 30%. I'm coming back for it all. You're like, God I, damn. And like he he like does the fake punch. <laughs> yeah. I, like I love standing, standing next to you. God, it makes me feel so tough. Yeah. yeah, it is like oh okay. man, that it just gives me chills. Like I love when he when he opens the doors. You're like oh fuck yeah, like let's get let's get yeah. let's get it on. And he when he goes to him and, and Timberlake's like oh he's wired in, he's wired in. Oh, yeah. boom, <laughs> he's still wired in. Like, oh, <laughs> for man. me, like the the line that does it for me is when he's like, "Tell me this isn't about me getting picked for the Phoenix." Mm. Like mm. what a stupid fucking grudge to hold on to. That yeah, that's a that's another bit of like great movie making where they like kind of like sprinkle that like throughout the movie like uh, that that night one of my favorite scenes is the Caribbean night like I can't look at that Niagara Falls <laughs> it has nothing to do with the Caribbean when they go outside and he's kind of like oh yeah they probably just did it for like diversity or like and then and then he gets the second cut and he's like oh they probably just did it you know you, you're yeah. good if you don't get any further you're good you know like they sprinkle that throughout to where like it's believable like, I I've always hated just characters who aren't happy for their friend's success who who see it as like some see life as some like petty jealous race that no one else is is running mm. like to me that's you know it's 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 obviously not real friendship i've never i've always been so happy for my friend's success like that's i see my friend's success as my success because that is that's that's friendship and yeah, yeah. well yeah. i think I think you're hitting on something that is is a part of the the um, criticism of the movie is in real life these guys were not really friends. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's, they paint Colleagues, them as right? like kind of like yeah, betraying your best friends. Like they were just they were just kind of classmates. But I, I think Mark knew this was a guy who had made some money right betting the oil futures. That was true. Um, he met a, met a, made a bunch of money betting oil futures, and he's like, this is a guy who could help me business wise. Like I don't like we weren't like they weren't like tight. I mean, I think they kind of like were acquaintances and knew each other a little bit, but um, the, the like. The crux of the movie being like, oh, like, how could someone do this to their best friend? I can see a criticism coming there because, like, that wasn't really what happened. But again, this is not a documentary. This is this, <laughs> this is telling a story. And it does make it more dramatic if they were like, and he, and he has the line returns at one point. He's like, I was your only friend, you know? Um, and it's like, that's, that wasn't, that wasn't really true. And Dustin Moskovitz had a, had a way bigger role to play in the start of Facebook than they, than they lead on in the movie. Um, yeah. Although, if you like that actor that plays, that plays Dustin Moskovitz, I think. He's yeah, great. he's great. Um, <laughs> he's funny. Yeah. Yeah, he also was in uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody as one of the members of Queen. But oh, yeah, forgot about <laughs> yeah, that. Pretty interesting. Completely so, no, forgot that pick. movie existed. Yeah, yeah, it's a good pick. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, you know, I outside of this movie, I don't know that really the story. I, I've never looked into it. I've never read the book. So, and that goes for a lot of people. You know, to a lot of people, this is the only version of this story they're ever going to see. Yeah. So you you, know, you you take it at face value. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. what we talk about a lot on fake true stories is you know how damaging that can be to the historical record yeah it, it, and it is it is uh weird uh, yeah i just with movies i'm very much like eh. oh yeah i don't <laughs> care at the, t- at the time i'm like yeah 
get him you know eduardo fight it, for yourself <laughs> yeah if if a movie does stay true to something that's good for them you know good for them like they stay as accurate as they can but yeah, if you need if you need well, to spice you know, it up for the problem is life is very often just not cinematic. You know, things don't unfold in a narrative way most of the time. Sometimes it does, and that's weird, but most of the time shit doesn't happen like that. So you gotta force a narrative into a lot of yeah. stories. Yeah. Yeah, totally agree. That's 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 why we watch them, right? Yes. <laughs> Escape reality. Uh great, excellent pick. To me, that is that and the opening are like my two favorite scenes. So Adam, I, I know you, you have a lot of favorites, but I'm very curious to see where you go next. You have two picks in a row. Yeah. So, so for the, my first two things that I wrote down for scene was the, you better loyal up asshole scene with Garfield and the opening with Rudy Mara. So uh, those, are the, those are, those are good picks. Glad you guys picked that, but it, I mean, there's so many different ways you can go. I thought about going yeah. with just the, the Royal regatta scene as like my favorite scene, but it's like, it's not quite um, the race itself, especially is not quite, it's like there's, there's, there's more, you know, to the movie than that. It's like that. That's it's almost like a little bit removed. It's like the only time we. It's I guess it's the only time we actually leave the states, right? Um, or, yeah. even, or even leave. Yeah, I guess I guess there's there's in the deposition rooms that you leave Boston for a bit, and but, and you go to uh, Palo Alto. You go well, to yeah, and obviously at the end of the yeah later yeah. Back in the, you go out to California, but uh, California. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's great. So that I thought about that long and hard as as a, as a music pick, but it's like there's just too much of the score that I that I like. Yeah, but it is great needle drop. Summer. Yeah, Dead Kennedys. Yeah, it's no, it's it's perfect. But uh, and that's the scene, <laughs> that's the scene where he chooses one of the guys to go out there with him. Uh, they're like kind of in like a coding race or whatever. You see Dustin yeah. was give like a nice little like little bit uh, in, in that scene. But um, man, I am just like I'm so torn on uh, which way to go. Um, I understand that like music is left for me, um, but I my notes I have that right here, so I want to like talk about that now. Like I could just say that for the end. But the quote, I'm I'm fine. I'm gonna get that. Either way. So Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, this is the first score they ever did together. They're yeah. long-time, they're longtime uh, friends and collaborators. Um, Trent Reznor agreed to uh, do this score like a little bit reluctantly because it's like, oh, this is kind of a weird pivot for me. But it has turned out to be a genius pivot because it has opened, um, I think, the door to him. Oh, my God. So many movies since then. And then he also, I think, has gained a new wave of fans because people are like, man, who did this? Oh, Trent Reznor. Oh, who was that? Nine Inch Nails. Okay, let me go back and listen to that. And I think it's gained this whole new wave. Uh, yep. Of um, and I think his score for Girl with Dragon Tattoo is absolutely phenomenal. Or their score oh. Girl with Dragon Tattoo is absolutely phenomenal as well. But yeah. Uh, but this one, so I'm going to go. So your official pick was was what, Austin? Ball and Biscuit? Cur- uh, no, I went Sound of Violence. Uh, oh, right, 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 right. But right. I okay. went Ball and Biscuit and Hand Covers Brews, like the opening for my opening scene, my favorite scene. So what that can leave for you is that that double that double back-to-back in motion um, familiar taste. Yeah. When he's simultaneously yeah. blogging it, I mean, it's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, yeah, 314 every night is great too. Um, yeah, I, oh yeah, great one. Yeah, yeah. And so it's funny, Austin, I actually do, I do uh, listen to these, like, just like, I'll just like be in the car and just like, I'm gonna throw this on for a little in bit. In motion? Yeah, I mean like, if I'm playing FIFA, I'm like, I need to score a goal. I put on in motion. Yeah. Not kidding. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll, I guess I'll do. It, it, this movie feels like a little bit like um, cheating, but yeah, I'll do handcuffers, bruise, the reprise at at the end. The um, okay. Where, again, we get the kind of the, the like it was, I guess the uh, fuzzy kind of like synth for a bit, and then the piano. It's just like yeah, it's like it's just a constant contrast in styles, just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I think that's really really cool, and obviously you know unique to Trent Reznor. So that's what I'll go with for 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 music, um, for scene, man. <laughs> uh which routes to go 
Um, I think some of the early California scenes are really good. Uh, like Sean Parker kind of discovering that they, that they live there. Um, like that's a, that's like a real indication. Like Connor, you mentioned earlier, like the devil being on his shoulder. It's like Sean has this like little grin on his face. Like, Oh, I've got him now. Like he's out here. Like he's mine now. Um, and, and then he makes him go do the, 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 the prank with the, where he's wearing the flip-flops and the, and the robe and goes into that meeting with one of the investors. I can't remember the guy, oh, uh, Manningham. Yeah. Manningham. Right? Yes. Yeah. Or Lanningham, Lanningham, maybe. Yeah, I, uh, I can't remember. Sean Parker gets, says, Fuck "Yes, you. <laughs> double bird," and 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 you can see there's like this giddiness to to uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Mark uh, Mark's uh, Jesse Eisenberg's Mark Zuckerberg, and and how like, oh man, like this is so fun. Like, I, like it's just not a life that he's lived before. You know, like I'm getting to go to these like giant rooms and get to do these things and 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 kind of be a little bit of a dick. But in real life, I think you know, I think he was he could have he could be like this. Now he's he's a quieter guy. Um, he's not as like kind of in your face about some of this stuff, but, but apparently he's like ruthlessly competitive and like, you don't get to like this point without being competitive and, and wanting to chase something. So um, I, I will actually go, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wish part of the deposition to go with, but all of those scenes are like way better than they should be. Like those are actually oh, yeah. should not be that interesting, but all the deposition scenes are like, you're kind of hanging on every word. Um, but I'll probably go with the looking out of the rain looking at the rain he's not paying attention he's like you know do i have your attention mark you know uh and you give the minimum yeah. amount. I, I sure i probably could have pulled up the whole thing because it could be the quote or or actual scene but that scene is so good because you can see he's just like what are we doing here like i just don't care about this like fine if i have to settle whatever like i just want to get back and he said my mind is on the people at the office of facebook where you're doing things that you're incapable of doing um it's just that's a brilliant scene and, and i think eisenberg is best there where he kind of gets that like almost like angry like kind of look where he kind of you know closes his eyes a little bit um and he's just kind of pointing at them almost like like look at you fools like i'm actually the one and like the annoying thing is he's right you know like like this is all being done but like he's created the thing that's going to have the lasting impact you know what i mean like he's he has one in this in this thing um, now we can obviously debate, you know, <laughs> whether that win was a good thing for the society or not. <laughs> I, mean, I, I would, I would, I would debate that it, that it has not, not been, but, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, but, uh, but he, he, he did win, you know, in his way. Yeah. I think if your clients want to sit on my shoulders and call themselves tall, they have a right to, to give it a try. There's no requirement that I enjoy sitting here listening to the people lie. You have part of my attention. You have the minimum amount. Yeah. The rest of my attention is back at the offices of Facebook where my colleagues and I are doing things that. No one in this room, including and especially your clients, are intellectually or creatively capable of doing. Did I adequately answer your condescending question? That <laughs> he pulls is, up the like he's like doodling. He like pulls it yes to make it obvious that he's just doodling. Yes, no, uh, that is a masterclass in writing right there. Like that paragraph is just brilliant. And that is, that is Eisenberg. Like mm-hmm. like I, I I got you, Sorkin. Like hold my beer. Same nope. same say less. Nobody turns mundanity into pure fucking gold like Aaron Sorkin. Everything he's ever made should be the most boring fucking movie ever, but he turns it into lightning every time. It really is amazing. The it, Yeah, yeah, and it's like actors are like chomping at the bit to get these normal things to like yell. Like, like you can't handle the truth, you know, like those like little like things, but they like get to just like take it and make it their own. And that happens in this movie like 45 times and in different yeah. scenes it, it's it's brilliant uh i don't yeah, care. I, damn what you think you are entitled to now i can't yeah. stop thinking of a few good men we should mention aaron sorkin is in this movie briefly yes he goes well, what is he doing <laughs> yeah yeah is that a tisk yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's like no it's like a yeah he's like guys what is this yeah, yeah it's what a great is- 
It's a great scene. Yeah, those scenes are hilarious when he's just being a... I wish he would have been asleep. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. So good. <laughs> All right, so you went Hand Covers Brews, the reprise, that's uh, later on, and you went with the that deposition scene that's kind of like... It, it's one of many, like, moments between him, the Winklevosses, and uh, uh, Devia, is that his name? Divya. Divya. Divya, Divya yeah. Divya, man, Max. Max Miguel is scary good in this. Uh, he... I thought he'd have a different career by now. To be honest with you, Max. Me too. Me too. Yeah, Me too. He got to be a saw bad guy. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, I was thinking more like, <laughs> I was thinking more like Oscar nominated type, like kind of like hey, almost like success pres- is prestige. success. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. He's having, you know, he's living his life. Uh, okay, so Connor, you have another pick. Uh, you've you've taken your music and your scene, so you got performance and quote. Uh, I'm gonna go with a quote. Um, All right. It's when uh, Marilyn uh, Delpy, uh, Rashida Jones, starts talking to to Zuck. Mm. And Zuck uh, on it. <laughs> like, oh, my God. That hasn't aged well. If yeah. a fraction of this movie's true, he's the biggest douchebag on the planet. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, <laughs> anyway, um, she's curious about this whole thing because, you know, she's new and he doesn't he has no time for her. And uh, she she asks him, you must really hate the Winklevosses. And he, without taking his eyes off his computer, says, I don't hate anybody. The Winklevi aren't suing me for intellectual property theft. They're suing me because for the first time in their lives, things didn't go exactly the way they were supposed to for them. I, yes. I love that because it's fucking true. And also just Winklevi had me cackling. It's yeah. it's a brilliant, brilliant line. Yeah. yeah. And Winklevi. it is. It just, you know, it, it 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 harkens back to the first time they met because the I, I it's implied in the movie, but like the whole, I think the whole reason he took this from them is because they rode crew. That's the whole reason they introduced himself as like, Oh, we rode crew. And he's like, okay, I'm going to hear you out and take what you have. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole like, Oh, well, like at the, whatever the, the porce, porce, whatever it's called, they're, porcelain. they're fucking porcelain. Yeah, yeah. porcelain. Yeah. And they're like, we can't let you pass the bike room. Like, porcelain. Like, porcelain. Porcelain. Yeah. Just douchebags. Like just sandwich? the biggest, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the biggest douchebags in the world. And their little like their little like minion is just like yeah, he's yeah. annoying as fuck too. They're all they're all pricks. Like everyone <laughs> in this is a prick. <laughs> like, so uh, so I do think I do think some of the scenes with them and how they're portrayed is the like some of the Sorkin nature of this. Cause I think I think Sorkin like had he directed this, I think he would want it to be like the <laughs> look at the little guy who kind of rose up and like kind of won over these other people. But it's like way more complicated than that, right? It's like it's 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 way more complicated than that. Which is why, why I'm glad it's a, it's a mixture of the two guys because yes. I think he knows how to bring out the kind of dark side of kind of the human nature part of of what these guys are going through. Yeah, well, well like uh, Fincher's whole thing is like everybody's a pervert. Like, like every everybody's like fucked up. Like everyone's grow. Like everyone has a dark side. Everyone can be pushed to that limit. Like that's why like all of his movies are. And it's pretty clear that he does not have like a lot of hope in humanity. He's very uh-huh. cynical. Very cynical a filmmaker. He thinks everyone's a sociopath, and in this world, in the you know, in the business world, it, they are like you have to be. Yeah, and yeah, this is basically you know one sociopath taking an idea from a pair of twin sociopaths who were not going to. I don't think they would have gotten as far with it. Like it wouldn't have it wouldn't mm. have left Harvard if the Winklevosses had done this. So you, okay, okay. So you guys, you guys mentioned this. I think Connor, you asked the question. Uh, it was it yesterday? You asked, like, do you th- do you guys think he stole it? I didn't answer intentionally because I disagree with you guys. I I do not think he did. I think, 
I think this is a guy who had an idea like this because he kind of had the face mash thing and went like that. These guys had pieces of it that he was like, oh, I can add to that. I can add to that. But their intention clearly was just to keep it a Harvard because their whole thing was like the exclusivity was why this was going to work. Whereas I think Mark was thinking much more big picture. So, I mean, you know, stole is, I think just like, that's just like a, such a strong word. So I I don't think he stole it. I think there's pieces of it that's like, oh, okay, like, let me take it for that. And he certainly led them on. Like he, he definitely like did some shady stuff. Um, but I think to say to say that it was stolen from them, I think would be would be false. And, and I think the more if you read the book, it would make more sense. It's like this is okay. uh, they portrayed a little bit more kind of like shady than actually even happened. Um, and a lot more was kind of already done on Mark's end before he even met with those guys. Um, yeah, no, I don't I don't I don't care that he did it. I don't care at all. Like, yeah, yeah. He, like, he, he like, knew- like, again, again, if you're the inventors of Facebook, you would have invented Facebook. Exactly. Like, yeah, like Greg. it's it's like everything. And there's the whole like yeah. quote with a chair. Like, I agree. Like, I, yeah. so I'm, I'm like on both sides. I'm like, yeah, he's a fucking smarmy prick, but I, so what? Like he, he play better, like do better, like do the code <laughs> yourself, bitches. Yeah. Like do the yeah. coding yourself, yeah. like do the work, you know? Uh, they don't work. They, they have daddy's money for that. Yeah. It, yeah. Which, yeah. Which is, yeah. Oh, that's my quote's going to come from somebody. Yeah. All right. I, I, he may not have stolen it, but he 100% screwed them. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I do, I do feel for them in a way, right? Like, like it definitely like it. Yeah. It's not really right. The way like it played out. Like, no. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You know, but, it, it, but do yeah. I really like, do I care? Nah. Like, nah. Like, no, really again, care, again, yeah. like, look at them, like, look at them. And like, like these like Olympians who go to Harvard, like we're men of, we're gentlemen of Harvard, you know? Like, okay. See, that's yeah. Yeah. Question. Go ahead, if, Connor. If Zuckerberg had met with like some, you know, kid on scholarship from the Midwest who was like, you know, corn fed Iowa kid who was a good hearted guy and he had the idea for this and he stole it from him, supposedly, would you would you feel for him? Do you just not feel for the Winklevosses because they're rich pricks? A little bit. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Me too. Definitely a little bit. Yeah, definitely a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's where I like I maybe like kind of like bump up against that a little bit because it's like, I you know, like. I mean, just because a guy's like tall and like a good athlete doesn't mean like you can't have like a good idea too. You know, like I like I, I just yeah think, have a good uh, idea and like and do it. Yeah, the the way they're portrayed is definitely like yeah, rich little daddy's money type guy. When I I think even that is probably not quite right in you know in real life. I think I think these guys actually work like you know like genuine like you know kind of free thinkers and 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 uh, and at least tried. I mean, maybe maybe how they got into Harvard was was due to their athletic prowess and among other things, but. Mm-hmm. um but I mean, but I mean, they got into Harvard because like, yeah, you can do the daddy's money thing. But it's like, but if you're if you're rowing in the Olympics like that, you are wanted by schools like that. Right. Like you don't need daddy's yeah. money. Right. Like like that. That is like you actually have like risen above that. And you've actually like gotten there because of your own prowess in like the thing that you chose to do. Um, I mean, yeah, they, they represented the, the country. You know, it's like this wasn't just like a, this wasn't just like a couple of guys who just like happened to row in college. You know, um, there's there's. OK, there's, so that, that furthers my point. You have the resources. You are these athletes. You do this. You work or you uh, go to school at Harvard. Make the thing that you want to make. Yes. You yes. literally have the resources at your fingertips. Like, do yes. it. That's where I'm kind of like, the the fact that they like these people, like they sued him is like, I mean, sorry. Like, like. That's like. You no. Know? Yeah, yeah. Like, they should sorry, know. bud. They should know more than anybody. It's like, this is, that's how, that's how it's played. That's how the game is played. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I totally agree with you because yeah, I do. I, especially like athletes definitely get kind of like they're like, uh, you know, like they, they get whatever they want. They literally and figuratively lose the race in this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough stuff, you know. Oh, that's and like, look, they end up fine. I mean, look at what happened to them. I mean, they, they end up fine. They did. Oh, they, yeah. They did get a big payout, and they're you know they're fine. Um, and have had some other business successes since then. But um, correct. But the, but their name will always be associated with this, and just like and just like oh, what a joke. Yeah. Lost like what a joke, you know. Um, like that's uh, you know, that's that's got to be frustrating for guys who you know actually had this actually quite good idea. You know what I mean? Like actually it was like a very good idea. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, they yeah. just didn't quite know how to execute it, and he and he did, and that's where he won. And I think that's the thing. Mark knew first to market is going to win this. So like, I can't really like let them in on this you know process because like, I actually need to be first to market. Cause that's, that's, what's going to win this day, you know? Yeah. And the, the name, was, Oh, go ahead. The name was dumb. I mean, Harvard connections, like that was always going to limit it to just Harvard, you know, like that's what was dumb. True. Harvard.edu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Harvard exclusive oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah. So should we, should we talk about army hammer at all? I, ah. Who's, who's got the next pick? Uh, you, you or no me? I have two in a row. Um, you're gonna no, talk can, about him, Connor. That, that can I'm, be right off. Two in I'm a row. Thinking about it. Yeah, I'm, these are my last two picks, and then Connor, then you, then we're done. Oh, because Connor. Okay, just pick already. Yeah. Okay. Connor just did the Winklevi. Right. Uh, right. 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 <laughs> Winkle. Winkle. <laughs> uh. Okay. Well, I'm taking Eisenberg, Connor. Are you gonna Are you gonna talk about Arm Hammer in a little bit? I may. Okay. All right. So I'm taking Eisenberg. We've talked about him a ton. For my performance, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I think he's just fucking lights out. I, 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 I would take it pretty far. Like personally, I think I just think he like totally understands what's going on and like what the drill was, what the mission was for this movie. Uh, I, I think he understands Sorkin just as good as anybody. I think he reads his stuff super, super well. Uh, does the does the smarmy stuff really well? Does the you know the like I'm the I'm the highest intellect in the room really well? So. Uh, love that. Um, for quote, we were just talking about the Winklevosses, and one of my favorite scenes of the movie is when they get to the uh, meeting with Larry Summers. Uh, this is damn it, damn it. This is such a good scene. Uh, so there's multiple quotes from this. I pick it's it's super long. I'm not gonna like read the whole you know fucking scene, but Larry, Larry Summers says some hilarious stuff in this. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll kind of take this tidbit. This is a uh, Cameron and Tyler going to Larry to like, say, Hey, like do you, this other Harvard student, like stole our idea. Like, what are you going to do about it? And Cameron says, well, sir, in the Harvard, <laughs> Harvard student handbook, which is distributed to each freshman under the heading standards of conduct and the Harvard community. It says that college expects the college expects all students to be honest and forthcoming in their dealings with members in this community. Students are required to respect public and private ownership and instances of theft misappropriation larry summers interrupts and says and and she says yes sir punch me in the face <laughs> go ahead cameron uh or unauthorized use will result in disciplinary action including a requirement to withdraw from the college larry summers then says and you memorized all of this instead of doing what <laughs> uh so the, Larry Summers heat check like unreal scene in in, yes. in in this movie. He is so good. There's other quotes that he has like in that bit. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to step in your toes, Adam. I don't really want to. If you're going to use him as well, I, I, I was. But we, I'll go somewhere else because we're using the scene. You've got to do the the Catherine. I've got students in my office now. That that <laughs> that, bit so that bit and the uh, the uh, this is wrong. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you're this is not of harvard you know it's, yeah, it's not what yeah. Har- it's not what harvard saw in you <laughs> <It's such> a, 
And and when they're like, this could be worth millions, he's like, millions. I think we're letting our imagination get away, like run away. No, that's a key bit though. That 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 it is. is. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. Yeah, because it shows no one is actually capable of how big. Uh, no one no one understands how big this is actually going to be, except Sean Parker. He's the only one that's like, oh man, this could be the yeah. thing. Like even Mark himself is like doesn't understand the tool that he's created. Right? It's like this thing is going to be way more powerful than you realize. And it's going to get way darker than this movie portrays. Cause like the, some of the dark stuff happened, you know, after the movie came out, but like it, it, it um, yeah, it's why it has such a resonance to this day. Cause it's going to continue to, cause it is still so big. It's still just like such a big thing. You know, it's like, it's not like that cool anymore. Like most people have kind of moved on from it and especially kind of young people, especially the people like I'm around a lot, but like it is still just like this massively powerful tool in this world. And it is, that that's that's like very scary that nobody had any idea so yeah could be worth millions like let your imagination run wild it's like i don't know they were like way underselling what is like, yeah yeah what is worth yeah no and that's what he says Ty- tyler's like sir i honestly don't think you're in a position to make that call larry <laughs> larry goes i was the u.s treasury secretary i'm in some position to make that call <laughs> no so the, the line i was i was hinting at so the, the catherine i've got students in my, he's on the phone catherine i've got students in my office now students undergrads I don't know. From the looks of it, they want to sell me a Brooks Brothers franchise. <laughs> That's such a good line. Oh yeah. Oh man. He's he is so good. Larry Summer. The Larry Summers is a like wonderful character. Whoever it, if Sorkin was like, hey, like I gotta throw this in. Like this is this is just like a brilliant, brilliant piece of writing. It's one of the many like long running, you know, dialogues between Army Hammer and, and him. Who who is it that plays Larry Summers? Um I'm trying to find that right now. Because if we had a heat check performance award, I got to go him. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can't ruin Mara because she's not really in it much, but I don't know. There's something about Larry that just cackles me. Yeah, it's got it in order. I'll I'll look it up. But yeah, y'all keep going. Okay. Well, that's that's my last pick, the the Larry Summers quote. Uh, So I went with the opening for my favorite scene, Jesse Eisenberg for, for performance, Sound of Violence by Dennis DeLatte for music, and then the... The great Larry Summers uh, tidbit there. Uh, Connor, your last pick is performance. Douglas Urbanski, by the way. That's Larry Summers. There it is. There we yep. go. There yep. we go. Not who I'm picking. I'm just saying that's it. Um, <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> also, i just like to, to plug real quick. Uh, follow Filmgasm Productions on Facebook. I am going to give it to Army Hammer. <laughs> Yep. Just because you want to eat people does not mean you're a bad actor. Yeah, well, hey, Kevin Spacey was one of the executive producers in this movie, so we're not in a great, you know, that, great, great place. That does not help me, Austin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't honestly didn't know that. House of Cards. Fuck. Social Network. <laughs> All right. Basically, I admire anyone who can play twins. I think that's a talented guy. I think it's it's amazing to make to play two characters well, who are identical. CGI. So he doesn't technically play twins. Well, he's performing as both characters, right? Yeah, I'm aware yeah. there's not two army hammers. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, I know, I know, I know that, but like, kind of. I mean, it, it's just. Yeah, it's just, I mean, technically, yeah. it's not his body. It's not his body. Is it his face? It is his face. Is it his it's words. Face. Is it him speaking for both characters? They, yeah, they 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 redid yeah. the audio with his yeah his his so yeah but like anytime they're walking around there's no like movie magic there there's actually two guys walking around there 
Yeah. I think the guys, I think the guy's name is, I can't remember. They actually have him in the movie briefly later. And then, and then like, if they're in the same frame, it's CGI. His face is CGI. The face CGI, but it's never his body. There actually was a guy who like, they, like they, they performed everything together. They just decided to do the, the redo the lines um, and, and make the CGI, the face look exactly the same. That's why like, there's always one like wearing sunglasses or wearing, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Kind of things like that. But that actually is like another dude walking around. Um, uh, Josh Pence is his name and he's in the movie. No, okay. Okay. No. I don't think that I, I I was listening to someone talk about this because Josh Pence apparently like essentially got fired and he's only in that one scene where he's like sweet when yeah. they're like oh girls are cleaning up I, yeah. I I I I care I, who was it that I was listening to talk about that well he's like he's like barely done anything since then yeah I don't think he's like I don't think he's even the double Josh Pence what do you mean the double is what I'm saying I don't think he's like the guy walking around I don't think he's the body no he he is he is. Someone, I swear to God, I listened to someone. Maybe I'm wrong, but I'll have to find that. Yeah, they just, superimp- they just superimposed Army Hammer's face over him. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, again, yeah. it's still his voice. It's still his performance. It is. It is. Yeah. Oh, he's excellent in the movie. Yeah. 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 Army Hammer's, he's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. I, have they figured out what the fuck happened there with, with him? Like, has that, has, has, has that, has, what the hell happened with that? I don't. I don't even like want to. I don't. I don't know. Like I. I don't Last know. Last I heard, he was selling timeshares in the Caymans. Yeah. Yeah. Well. So he. So his. His. His wife owned a bakery here in San Antonio. And 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 he like so they would go to our our uncle owns a company that my our dad used to co own with him. Um, and they would go get baker supplies from them. So he would like I'm here would like hang out at like like the place where my like like where I used to work like where my uncle, this company my uncle owns, like his wife would go back there in the lab and like work with the different products. And they'd like, he'd come back there sometimes. And like, I think our uncle's like had drinks with them before. Um, yeah. Uh, or like a, like a, like a legit customer for a yeah, while. Said he was like, the, said he was like fucking cool as shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a very weird, like fall. And obviously he had, you know, a bunch of big projects and did more stuff since then, but yeah. since this movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more stuff that came to light, it's like, this is like really, really dark and like vile stuff. Um, yeah, so no, I th- I think I think he's I think he's done. I think <laughs> I yeah, don't he's, think there's... he's not coming back. We're we've no. seen the last of, of baking soda here, and, but, and 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 rightfully so. Yeah, if it's true, one hundred percent rotten yeah. hell, you sick son of a bitch. Yeah, but um, in terms of just this movie, in terms of performance, I do think that Hammer as the Winklevi is a good cast, and he does a really good job just playing a a smarmy, um, uh, you know. The kind of guy who's had every advantage in life and just has never been told no. Yeah. Yeah. And how he handles it. You, he, you're supposed to hate them over Mark. Like that's the intention. Doesn't necessarily go that way every time, but that's, they're supposed to be the quote unquote bad guy of the movie. Yeah. Or Sean Parker, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And, yeah. and, Zuckerberg. and, and, and they don't actually do anything wrong. No, they just sue for intellectual yeah. property theft with not much of a case. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I think that, you know, I think he does a good job. And prior to all that shit coming out, I was I was kind of a fan. I thought he was good. And uh, I just am still kind of reeling from the fact that, like, it's not just rape accusations. It's fucking cannibalism accusations, yeah. which is, oh, my God. Um, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, who would have thought Army Hammer's life would turn out to be like, the script of a David Fincher movie. I know, right? Didn't the Lone Ranger deal with some cannibalism? I seen. Uh, I, I I barely remember that movie, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Better times. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he was on, you know, he was he was on a, he was on a good track there. Uh, like Call Me by Your Name, obviously, was like a big deal, and uh, I liked him a lot. And sorry to bother you, because 2018. Is, is Guadagnino still doing the sequel to Call Me by Your Name, and how is he doing that now? I I hope not. I don't yeah. See how? I don't see how. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. sorry to turn this in that direction, but it was gonna. No, happen. no, no. You you pick you pick with your heart. You pick who you think deserves that deserves it's that not, award. It's not the Human Being of the Year award. It's the Performance Award, and yeah. the people I wanted were snatched. So there yeah, go. no, Army Hammer is great. I mean, even the way he just like holds the newspaper and is like, "We're not gonna sue someone," or, or what does he say? Like, "We're not gonna start a knife fight in the Crimson." <laughs> Just like God, fuck you, dude. Like, just pure uh, Harvard. It's like they walked off the fucking like <laughs> painting in the in one of the fucking yeah. halls. Oh God, that you're men of Harvard. Great. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to hire Tony Soprano to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, uh. <laughs> yeah it, it's a funnier movie than I think people realize. Oh like, yeah, that's yeah, Sorkin. It's wit. The guy's witty yeah. as shit. Like I watched a most. I watched the entirety of the newsroom fairly recently, mm. and it's a dramatic show, but it's hysterical because yeah, the that's shit a good... he writes. You know, fucking hits, man. Yeah, it's a that's an excellent show. Uh, yeah, everything he does, there's like there's always like a tent of. Well, he's, you know, he's an entertainer, you know, Aaron Sorkin. Yeah. And even even Fincher, you know, like, obviously he's not the writer of these movies, but, like, Mank has some funny as shit moments. Fight Club has some really funny moments. Like, he's no he's no stranger to, like, you know, having a little dark, dark, dark side of uh, dark side of humor. So, uh, yeah, yeah, man, Arm Hammer's a great pick. I think I think fourth in line's got to be Justin Timberlake, right? Timberlake's yeah. third in I'm line, we're being honest here, but, you know. Do we I want just, to? Oh. <laughs> do we want to? Do we want to talk about maybe some other little pieces pieces of the cast? Because I have a couple of notes about that. Yeah, before we get to your final award, Adam. Yeah, I think we should like go ahead and. I mean, yeah, Rooney Mara is like lights out. She's in awesome. The, the scene awesome. She's in. J- yeah. JT JT is casted like perfectly. Uh, who else do you got? Well, it, it, so Rooney Mara. She also has that other kind of like half scene later in the movie. At the yeah. When he runs into her, and and she, you know, they have like a little like you know thing there and she's clearly like not over it you know and it's like you know like no like you were terrible um i mean what he does on the blog i mean and, and this they stretch the truth on, on this a little bit too what he says about her on the blog is so disgusting i mean it's like yeah it's just terrible you know um, fucked up. <laughs> yeah just like what he puts out about her is just like yeah it's just awful and so she has every right to be you know incredibly angry with him um and and, and that little scene when she kind of like she also has like no idea about like the, the magnitude, like what he built. Cause like, you know, he walks away and she's like, good luck with your video game or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Ooh, man. I was like, you have no idea. Yeah. Like what this is going to turn into. Um, I like the other yeah. guy who's like, we got a problem here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no, I'm, uh, um, I mean, JT. Yeah. JT. Jason. And like, I love the Dakota Johnson scene. Like there's so many little people like that, like Dakota Johnson, Brenda's song. You're just like, Oh yeah, cool. You know, uh, uh Caleb Landry Jones in the, at the very end of the movie. Yes. Is, yes. is in like, it has like one line. Yeah. Is, is, is at the very back end. Um, so my top two movies of the decade have Caleb Landry Jones. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah. Um, yeah gotta, gotta love that. And then I, I want to shout out the, uh, the two kind of main lawyers, um, which yep. are played by uh, David Selby and John Getz. Uh, they play yep. they play both Gage and Psy. Uh, how about how about John Getz and Zodiac though? Good lord, yeah, so good, so good. Uh, Fincher does love his guys, you know. Uh, yeah, I but they're not like they're not like main players. They're like no, no, no. Come on, come on back, read a few scenes for me. Where, you know, I got you. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved a um a Philip Baker Hall sighting in this movie. Oh man, that would have been wonderful. Oh, they really would have. 
Um, I also I also really like Barry Livingston as a Mr. Cox, the like head of like yep. IT at Harvard. I thought he, I thought he was he was really that good. scene is excellent when he's like, may I, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Zuckerberg? Like it was our <laughs> it was our security that led to, led us to you in four hours. And he's like, oh, four hours? That's neat. You would if you would have known what you're looking for. The algorithm was written on my dorm room window. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that that That's scene good. is excellent like, i think i deserve some measure of recognition yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i don't understand which part <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's an excellent scene uh yeah max max Minghella is is awesome um i mean is there anyone where you're like oh that guy sucked you know like there's no one who like just doesn't deliver no i don't you know I, it really is just like unbelievably well cast yeah and and here's here's my thing is like you look at it, you know, some of these names like a John Getz, you know, or Livingston, like these aren't people that are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go see the see the movies because of these guys. You know, it's Fincher has always been so good at having the right amount of like star power. And then like everyone else is a role player. Like He's got his Michael Jordan. He's got his Scottie Pippen. He's got usually has like his Dennis Rodman. Right. And then everybody else like get in line, like get in yeah. line because it's it's. I think Zodiac's like a great example of the the. uh we have our MJ and Scotty with, with Gyllenhaal and, and, and uh, Robert Downey Jr. Then like, I don't know where Mark Ruffalo comes in as Rodman. You're like, Oh my God, like this guy might be the best part of the movie. And you got your John Carroll Lynch. Who's like, who Adam, who is he? Like John Paxson, Steve Kerr off the bench, you know, dropping 20. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. Paxson's a good, yeah. That's a good example. Comes yeah. in hot. Yeah. Fincher's yeah. so, so good at that. Like those like kind of side, side supporting characters that just like give you exactly what you need. Uh, but he, yeah, he he loves to have like his three his three kind of like his wheel. Uh, in this movie, it's 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 apparent. Um, God, man, what a cool yeah, what a cool movie. I'm very curious. Where, where are you going with your quote? With your final pick? Yeah, I mean, there, there's there's a few that we have not you know mentioned yet that are they're like kind of like some classics. The uh, the Winklevoss. What's the Winklevoss one where he's like, uh, I'm six five, two twenty. There's two of me. You know that like yeah, that's like, like great. Uh, we can't do that yeah. ourselves. Uh, that's that's pretty good. Uh, um, there's, there's also the uh, uh, drop the the. Just basically, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Weird. You know, that's a really good one. Thought about that. Uh, there's also the when you sign these documents, we're aware that you were signing your own death certificate uh, to Adora Saverin, um, which is just like, yeah, this kind of like heartbreaking scene where he's starting to realize, like, obviously this is this is awful. Austin, I think you might have mentioned, or maybe Connor, you did uh, the we lived on farms, we lived in cities, and now yeah. we're on the internet. Um, I thought yeah. about that one because it's like that is like the scene where you. I mean, it's also at the very end of the movie when he's you know Sean Parker's about to get caught. Um, and yeah, but it also, it's like twenty one. It, it's true. It's true. Like we did. Like we like we did live on farms and then we have lived in cities and now we do live on the internet. You know, we have done uh, every single episode of this entire show on the internet. <laughs> yeah. We've yeah, never done true. any of this in person. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And um, and even if we were in person, we desperately need the internet to make it work. Yeah. yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah. I mean, yeah. I've I've flipped through like so many tabs on my laptop right here, and I'm off on my phone on Zoom. Like, yeah, I mean. Come on. Yes. I checked Facebook three times while we've been here. I'm doing it right now. Uh, you're, you're like uh, you're like Dakota Johnson. It's freakishly addictive. Yeah. 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 She has some great deliveries in that. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I, I love that. When, died. She, when she comes out of the shower, goes back out of the shower. I don't know. I could have. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great little scene that. that Amy, like, there's a snake in the room. <laughs> yeah. Wait, you're not 15, uh, are you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I, I love uh I, I love um the Sean Parker line. One of my favorite quotes in the movie is "I'm CEO, bitch." <laughs> like, yeah, it's such a yeah. it's again such like a douchey entrepreneur like line. Like 
it's our time. I love the way he delivers that. This is our time. Yeah. And like it's 2006, you know, in, in somewhere in Southern California, they're probably yeah. in LA during that scene. And you're just like, yeah, you know, how many people have been on cocaine in a club in Los Angeles and been like, this is our time. Like <laughs> billions, <laughs> billions. But, of but, but like only, only that. they're the only ones that it was actually, it actually was true. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, you probably got, yeah, like Madonna said it at one point, it was probably true, you know, like in the 80s. <laughs> you've you never know, done like, coke in LA, you've said that at least, at least once. <laughs> Regardless of what club you're at. <laughs> yeah. You could be at a fucking Red Roof Inn, like this Johnny Rockets. <laughs> by yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah, Connor, you could be walking on Sunset Boulevard to a Holiday Inn. This is our time, man. We're, you know? yeah. All we were missing was the coke. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, good. That's that's a that's that's a good thing. Oh, uh, Jesus! But to Christ. answer your question, to answer your question, and to hopefully tie this together a bit, um, the 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 scene is probably not real life. Uh, it's not actually the impetus behind. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg starting Facebook. Uh, he didn't start Facebook because he was trying to get back at a, at a, at a girlfriend. Uh, I mean, there's some of the face mash stuff maybe, but uh, he started Facebook because he it likes writing code and he likes building things. And that's, that's what he, that's, you know, he decided to do this. Um, I think the movie wants us to believe it's like, oh, it's all because of like a scorn, you know, lover. And then he, at the end, he's like refreshing constantly. Hoping yeah. Like, it's a good that. touch though. I it's a good touch. Scene. It's a good I touch, but it's like, that. But it's like that's not. I mean, that's not real. You know, it's like it's just yeah, that's yeah. A great, like movie. That's a great movie touch. But this is the point. This is the point I'm making. Is like it, all of these things. All of these things are why this movie is so good because it's like it's it's Sorkin at his best. It's Venture at his best. It's these actors at their best. Um, all kind of like tying these things together. And so uh, you know that that opening scene where it kind of sets the tone of the movie with Ball and Biscuit and their you know their pitter patter dialogue, um, kind of setting. Hey, this is what this is about to be like. Um, it's watching that scene is sometimes like you know. Um, being on a stairmaster, so dating you is like dating a stairmaster. Is 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 my quote uh, because wow. like the way she delivers that is like so perfect, and it, it is like this exhausting thing. And like you may be exhausted at the end of this, but like it's gonna be worth it. Um, and this, and then obviously we tie it together with him checking Facebook at the end, his own his own network. And what's the line she says? Rashida Jones says she's like, "Wow, they have what what country is it?" She's like, "Wow, they don't have roads, but they have Facebook." Bosnia, Bosnia. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's just so crazy, but no, I love that dating you is like dating a stairmaster. There's so many from that scene that you could choose, um, but I do love that a little bit. So that's what I want. Mm. Well said. Saying I don't have to study because you go to BU. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so douchey. But... <sighs> Sorry, you don't approve of my education. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, she starts. Uh, to, she starts to almost kind of deliver stuff like like gritted teeth, almost. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, when you know it's 99 takes, you're probably like. Man, yeah. and she's in yeah, you three play. simultaneous arguments with this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Because she can't. Yeah, she can't even like figure out which one he's actually wanting to like talk about. Um, that yeah, it's just God. It's it's so good. But that also is that scene. I think is why she got girl with the dragon tattoo, which I'm so glad she did. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love um I love the thought of like they finish like they finish her scenes in the movie. You know, she probably did it. You know. You know, obviously 99 takes, but then she does like that other little scene, like you mentioned earlier, Adam. Uh, and, and, you know, she, she probably wasn't on set for like, you know, that many days, right? I love the idea of Fincher being like, so like, uh, you busy? You, 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 uh, you busy next year? Or yeah. <laughs> you want to, you want to shoot a movie called uh, Dragon Tattoo? It's going to be a little more, you're going to have a bigger role. <laughs> you indeed are going to be the girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I love I love that thought. Like what like water cooler talk? <laughs> it's and Rudy Mara. <laughs> oh man. Good shit, guys. I yeah. I, I feel like we've covered the whole movie in a roundabout way, but I I, I don't know. Is there anything we're missing? Uh there's the whole thing with the chicken. That the the whole chicken scene, the whole Brenda song thing, there's a few things where it's like, yeah, we don't like we don't really need that, but whatever. <laughs> Yeah, but that's but that's what get, that's what gets Eduardo, right? I mean, so that, that it, like, is, it is it is important. Um, yeah, so no, he planted that story. Yeah, what does he say? It was like, don't fish, eat other fish. The marlins and the trout. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that is a funny line. Uh, I, I love I love the line when they do go to eat with Sean Parker for the first time, and uh, he's like, he's like, you know, when someone goes fishing, you don't see a guy like with a picture with him and a fourteen trout. What do you see? A three thousand pound marlin. He goes, whoa. <laughs> Just set the record straight. We all know that Marlon don't weigh 3,000 pounds. That'd be a really big fish and a really strong guy. (laughs) And Brenda Song's like, I think you're getting away from the point. He's just saying. (laughs) Andrew Garfield does a few things where you're kind of like, I see why they cast him as Spider-Man. I see it. Yeah. I totally I totally get why they they thought this was like a good Peter Parker, a good, you know. I don't know. Do you credit the failure of that era of Spider-Man with him not having as much success as a box office draw and being more uh, prone to indie stuff? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, 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 I'm like in a weird camp where I kind of like those movies. I think they're okay. I think they've, they're got, they've grown on me, but I remember at the time still feeling bitter that I that I wasn't getting Spider-Man 4. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, yeah, there's there's stuff that's like really, really spotty, really shoddy about those two movies. But yeah, I, yeah, I think I think I'd agree with you because this is yeah, 2012, 2014. I think those two yeah. movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's not. Um, he's not a huge star. Uh, and and we're so we are so used to Tobey Maguire Spider Man and so comfortable and like happy with it. Like people were so happy with those, especially the first two. We're like so satisfied with like those movies. They, yeah, I just I think they just dropped the ball on on a few things. But yeah, I I watched them not that long ago. I thought they were pretty good. Yeah, I yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, Tom Holland wasn't some like big star though. Like, and Bond neither was Tobey Maguire at the time. He was like kind of, but like not yeah. like not well, like true. oh my god. But Holland's movies were his Spider Man movies were insanely successful. So I feel like he's had more opportunity to try and be a box office star oh, than sure. Garfield had. Sure, sure. I think Garfield yeah. doesn't like really care about that. I, I think he he chooses yeah. like just unique projects that he like. I mean, Under the Silver Lake is a prime example of that, right? Oh, you know? that's that's his best best role ever. Yeah, I I, I always go to bat for Hacksaw Ridge. I think that's his. He's no, great yeah. in that. Yeah, he's, he's very good in that. that. Yeah, yeah. That's, actually, that's 2014, right? Yeah, that's I actually 16, 16, 16. One uh, one last question for you guys. When did y'all get a Facebook? <laughs> like eight, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade. So, what year is this? So it like it went right kind of, before this movie came out, like oh eight oh nine. Yeah, it went it went like kind of wide in probably like two thousand five. It says it on your profile. It says when you joined May two thousand nine. Yeah. Where but is that? I, I had to I'm make a new right one. I I like I like lost my password or something, so I had to make a new one. Like probably in like two thousand twelve or thirteen. So Adam, but on I your had profile, one. it says uh, details, and it should be in there. But yeah. That sucks, Austin. Yeah, I, I think 2012 is like when I re-got it because that's when I was moving to Romania and I was like, oh, I can use this to like talk with friends from home on, online. 
I yeah, I got it in May 2009 and at the time thought this was the coolest thing. I can talk to my friends whenever I want and see what they're doing. And then like now I honestly I, I just use it to promote my reviews on on our page. I have I I rarely use my regular page. Oh, May of 2009. Huh. Whoa. Weird. Creepy. <laughs> yeah. Very. Very. That is like right when I right, right when I graduated high school. It would have been that month. So um yep. that was my last year in Maryland. Okay. So I do remember I do remember kind of like I had like a I mean I had a MySpace like when I was in high school and stuff like that. And like I, you could decorate your your little your wallpaper and like have a song. I would have like a little scrappy song playing. Um so sick, yeah. Yeah. And my was space like, was tight. Yeah. I had like Florida Gators, like backgrounds and things like that. But um, I do, <laughs> I do remember that's like such a time capsule for like 2007. Uh, yeah. So, Chris Leak, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. That's Dallas Baker, for. the touchdown maker. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I was, that's what I was going for. Uh, but uh, I, remember, I had a, I had a, a, a person I dated in high school and her older sister was like, uh, Facebook is like the grown-up MySpace, and I was like, "Oh man, that's like sounds." Ooh, that's that exactly how I got it pitched to me by somebody in my math class. Yeah, yep. Weird. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, going. yeah, it's like for college kids. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. I have college friends, you know. But, no I mean, but I mean, like at the time that she was telling me that, that would have been like in like probably 2007. I think that's when she graduated. Oh, it was true. Like, well, yeah, it actually like, would have been like. I mean, obviously, a lot of users, but like nowhere near what it is now. I mean, it really was like this, like young, like hip thing, you know. Yeah, I thought it was. And now, just a place and now to... it's like moms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought like it was arguing, arguing about politics. Yeah, it's yeah. it's horrible. You just horrible. posted like you know I went home and had a gogurt, lol, and then yes. two decades later, it's toppling governments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Not even two decades, right? I mean, it affected the 2016 election. That's just that's just 11 yeah. years. Like, just one decade. Popularized. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, that, he had no idea the tool that he built. He has no. When idea. I when I get on there now, I'm like, I get a fucking headache because it's like, add game, get like, play this game, add play this game, and everything's like out of order. Four yeah. days ago, you know, Johnny said Texas A&M sucks. You know, I'm like, yeah. what, I, what am I looking at? Like, I cut out everything toxic, and now it's all just like a very tight circle of people who I actually care about their lives, movie related shit. And then I go on video and I watch stories of people who got cheated on and how they had like vicious revenge stories. That's the only, I, that's all I do Facebook for. Awesome. Specific. I, 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 um, I wish, yeah, I, I don't know. I wish I could like actually do that, but I just don't get on there enough. But I, yeah, it, I wish I would have asked this question at the beginning of the podcast because I might would, maybe would have informed, you know, some, some different, you know, things. But, um, it, it is so funny that it's been so central to pretty much all of our lives, even if it's like not something we use all the time. Um, it sounds like Connor, you maybe are like more regular user than like Austin and I are. I, I never get on there, but, um, I like, yeah, it's crazy how, how long it's been in my life. That's really very weird that it's been in my life for 14 years. <laughs> Yeah, almost half your life. I've been using yeah. it as a dating app lately. It's a uh, there's a Facebook dating segment. I've noticed that. I've been uh, apparently people have tried to get me to to do that. I don't know if Facebook realizes that I'm single, so I just I'm single now. So that just oh like, shit. Hey, hey yeah. one of my favorite scenes from the movie is when that happens. When the guy comes up, is like, hey, you know, like oh. Susan from your class. That was Dustin. Dustin Moskowitz. Is she is she dating anybody? Yeah. Uh, how, do you have to know if she's single? Is she interested? In- <laughs> Nobody walks around with no, a sign around. <laughs> And, and then like, he runs yeah. and then he runs home in the snow like in his flip-flops uh that's a god i love that scene so much that's like Great. such a crucial relationship yes. status is like such a crucial thing uh yeah good stuff are you praying when you said 
<laughs> it's the, the site's about to go live. Oh man. Yeah, God, this movie rules. It's so good. All right. Let's uh let's go to our last segment. What's in the box? What's in the fucking box? Okay. I have two here. Um bear with me. Uh, one of them I, one of them is really really funny and I it's kind of like got a backstory, but uh I'll save that one for for the for last. So the first one is lore reviews. Uh this is a two-star two-star review from 2013, 10 years ago. September 19th, almost exactly 2 years ago or uh 10 years ago. Weird. Uh boy, this is annoying an annoying film. I can't stand the lead actor. I hate the character of Mark Zuckerberg. I completely agree with the sentiments of his girlfriend right at the beginning when she refers to him as an asshole. <laughs> it even makes me want to close down my Facebook account. What's the message here? To be successful, you have to be obnoxious, arrogant, and condescending? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah, some of the... Some of the... <laughs> Yeah, some of the negative reviews on here are hilarious. Okay, second review. I- I'm gonna re- read it first, and let me explain who who it's by and like what the what the noise is here. Uh, this is a half half star half star review from from a few years ago. Avoid this movie. <laughs> there are historical inaccuracies all the way through. It's well made, but this apparently is loosely based on the accidental billionaires. Which the, which the bits Fincher and Sorkin took are widely debunked. It showcases Fincher doesn't care for history, Mark Zuckerberg, and then he has a total obsession with artistic interpretation. Movies should not have any artistic freedom of history and should completely follow everything the way they really that really happened. Erica Albrecht <laughs> isn't even a real fucking person. How dare you manipulate your audience like that, David Fincher? <laughs> Keeps going. You should be ashamed of yourself. To make things even worse, Fincher's already foreshadowed his knack to make history one-sided with Zodiac, as it heavily leans toward leans towards Arthur Lee Allen as the prime suspect, which later evidence debunks. Debunks is always in all caps, by the way. Everyone involved with this should be ashamed of themselves. By the way, I haven't read anything about the history of these subjects myself. Oh, I've hold on. I've only heard people say they're debunked, and I have never given the time to read into all the angles of these histories myself. Fuck this movie and all the historical movies that take liberties to the true events. Uh, yeah, time to lower every biopic ever made to half a star. All right, before you rip them apart, it's fake. Uh, this okay. is this is this is one of my favorite. Uh, letterbox follows it's the homeless rock star of palo alto and their profile picture is sean parker <laughs> and listen to this their rating system for movies one equals edwater saverin two to three private detectives who follow you day and night four life in the nfl five and six a million dollars <laughs> seven interns Eight and nine, Napster. Ten, a billion dollars. <laughs> so this is a this is a, a troll. This is a person who, quite frankly, quite frankly, loves the social network, but decided to make a. Uh, they have, they have multiple reviews of of social network, and I guess they got tired of the people who were like, "This movie's not even accurate." You know, they just decided to take it to the next yeah. level. I thought it was fucking hilarious because 
I, I caught on to it pretty quick because the debunked is all all in all caps. I love how often he uses that. That's so funny. Yeah, debunks. <laughs> it's, it's so funny. Uh, great follow. If you're on Letterbox, definitely definitely follow the homeless rock star of Palo Alto. Uh, patron account, great stuff. Like excellent, excellent stuff. Very funny. Uh, I had to, I had to take that, even though it's not like technically a negative review. I just think that's so awesome that someone out there, their whole rating system is based off of the social network. Uh, so good stuff. <laughs> Jesus, I was ready to rip that guy to shreds. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This guy an idiot. Yeah. yeah. What is he talking? Well, about? some people in the comments don't get it. Mm. And they're they're like, fuck you, man. This is one of the best movies of the 2010s. And he's like, I know, right? <laughs> like they just don't they, they they don't read his other stuff. They don't see his profile picture is Sean Parker, <laughs> like is Justin Timberlake as Sean Parker. Uh yeah. And they're and they're um like their uh what do you call that other photo? Like the cover photo is from social network. So it's like <laughs> clearly they're a fan. Like, you know. Oh god great stuff but yeah most of the negative reviews are pretty similar to that first one where it's just kind of like yeah like i don't know this is this is annoying i can't stand mark zuckerberg it's like well it's kind of the point you know it's just a lot of that a lot of that kind of stuff or or like fincher's overrated you know mostly the same stuff but 4.0 it's pretty good a lot of positive reviews uh most of these movies that we've done at the latter stages of this uh these lists that we made are all pretty high so you know you're gonna see a lot of four or five star reviews on there True, true. Well, good. Um, yeah, I <laughs> that first review, I was uh, I was starting to think like, oh, yeah, I kind of get that. But yeah, it's it's fair, you know. It's not yeah, like it's like it's, I mean, whatever. But I, I know. I mean, it, I don't it, condemn it, it the movie. It makes me want to. It makes me want to delete my Facebook too. Sometimes, so like, I'm I'm with you there. Just I, I would give it not. I wouldn't give it two stars. I give it. I give it five. Yeah, <laughs> it's a four for me. A four, a four for Connor, a five for Adam, I assume, and five for myself. Wait. Uh, what, 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 what do you need? What do you need to get that uh, four and a half star uh, rating there, Connor? I don't like Jesse Eisenberg. What's holding it back? Oh, that whole start, yeah, it's for for Jesse. Ah, you know, I it's okay, it's okay. I, I have people I don't like either that are that are that are. We've we, we've had some of these people before where I'm like I don't get it, but. Uh, I, I understand. He is. Are you not a Michael Sarah guy either? No, we had a whole episode. We had a whole episode about that. That's right. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's you. That that's like. Uh, yeah, you like don't Just, like Michael Sarah. Oh yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. Not a fan of nebbishy dudes. I don't yeah. like. I don't like people who are in in fiction or in my life who are just like neurotic and obnoxious for the sake of being neurotic and obnoxious. Mm. I find that whole personality type incredibly insufferable. Do you watch Curb Your Enthusiasm? I do. It's different when it's Larry. <laughs> hey, I feel like okay. there's a method to his madness. Sometimes say, makes Larry sense. David could fit in that category for sure. He but could, I, but yeah. sometimes I'm like, you know what? I, I I I understand where he's coming from. Sometimes, sometimes I'm like, yeah, maybe it's everyone around him who's crazy. <laughs> yeah, God, and and he's got there. he's got the show to like really explain himself, like for like episodes upon episodes to be like, right. You're with me, right? <laughs> you know, he he has that on his side. Uh, yeah, and I, I definitely agree with him. Like seventy five percent of the time, so <laughs> yeah. I don't like the way he goes about it. But <laughs> uh, Larry's great. All right, this is this has been a nice long one. Uh, very right. fun. The the Fincher draft was was an absolute blast. 
talking about social network for, for a while is an absolute blast, but uh, let's get out of here. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you like what we're doing, you know, follow us on, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, like Connor said, uh, at filmgasm, you know, check out filmgasm.com for trailers, reviews, uh, go to Letterboxd, follow Connor nine five, and you can find pretty much the rest of the filmgasm team on his uh, followers and following. Uh, if you'd like to become a monthly donor to filmgasm productions, feel free to click on the link in the episode description from there. Click on support this podcast. Any amount of donations will go right back into the show. Thank you for all you can give. Thanks to the entire filmgasm team for their, for their contributions to the show, especially Cooley cow and that awesome theme music. Uh, most of all, thank you guys for listening. Keep watching movies. We'll see you very, very soon. Thank you.